Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome in, everybody. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. You normally hear Dan Byer and George Reister in this window. Dan and George enjoying a very Merry Christmas. We hope everybody listening across the country is enjoying a very Merry Christmas as well. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Dan Byer, George Reister out. VJ Husky, Aaron Torres in. VJ, what is going on, my man? Merry Christmas, man. Yes, sir. I'm in the building, man. What's up? Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. Yes. So you and I work together filling in for Doug Gottlieb and and Cavino and Rich on Friday. Fun times. And then I saw you yesterday. You, of course, host Saturday uh, until 11 p- uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio with Martin Weiss. And we are back at it again today. First of all, how was your Christmas morning? I mean, when, oh, when we man. talked on Friday, you said you were going to be up all night last night building toys. Yes. Like one of Santa's elves, basically. Was that, yes. what, was that what your Christmas Eve was like? Well, what happened was, remember I told you I met up with Santa on Friday afternoon to check the gifts to make sure everything was good money. So that made Santa late to my house last night because he told me all the listeners heard that and Uh, people were reaching out to him to do the same thing. So it put him back. So he wasn't too happy when he showed up to my house. I had to let him leave with some extra cookies and a bottle of tequila for him not to be upset and promise to come back next year. So I didn't go to bed until about 530 this morning. And then uh, I'm right back up again at 750 with my son and his uh and my face yelling and screaming. Today's my son Cameron's birthday. He was born on Happy Christmas birthday, Day. Happy so, birthday, yes. Cameron. Happy birthday, Tay, a.k.a. L.O. Tay, my son Cameron, my only son. 
carrying the Husky name. So we got up, man, and matching pajamas and all. Did all the corny family matching pajama stuff and opened the gifts. What was funny was we cleaned up the living room and put all their toys in a different bin so they can then see them and not have to pull them out of the bin. Yeah. They didn't play with none of the Christmas stuff that Santa okay. brought. They played. They saw all their old stuff and were like, wow, I haven't seen that helicopter in a while. I haven't seen that pickup <laughs> truck in a while. I haven't seen I'm like, bro, bro, look, look. And I keep trying to walk both my kids to the tree. They keep turning around and walking back to the old toys. So they didn't get into their presents. Actually, their mother and I opened and unwrapped their gifts for no. them. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. They were one of, they were into the old toys, man. So I had a very but it was it was cool and fun to just watch them see their old toys and like, God, they don't even know. We just spent the whole bunch of money on all this new stuff. So, so lesson learned, how, parents. How, how old are they? One and uh, Journey is one. She turned one on November eighth, and my son Cameron, aka Chilla Cam. Is three years old to yeah, because all he does is chill, man. That's why I call him chiller. All he does, my kid, my son is very calm. All he does is chill, and I love him. Yep, so that's why I call him Chiller Cam. But he's three; he turned three today. Well, happy birthday, Cameron! Yeah, we uh, we have a new puppy in the Torres household, and you told me, man, that's dope. She so we, you know, my wife is Hispanic, and her uh, family does Christmas Eve is the big thing. So I got off at eleven, had people over the place till three, but in a true Christmas miracle, the dog had so much fun that she actually slept. Literally until 11 a.m. this morning, which was she usually gets up somewhere between 4:45 and 5 on a daily basis. So yeah. that was my Christmas gift: was her just sleeping all day. Now, granted, she was up till 3, 4 in the morning, yeah. but nonetheless. Uh, so yeah, so we did our, our thing last night. Ate some food, had some good time, and then I'm not gonna lie, I did wake up, turned right into that Dolphins Packers game. Let's get into it. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, in here on Red Zone Radio. And by the way, we we should update. Kevin Wyatt just told you the Rams did just go up 17 nothing at home SoFi Stadium against the Denver Broncos. The Dallas Mavericks are pulling away from the Lakers late 124 110 with one minute left in their Christmas Day game in Dallas. But the early one, VJ, you know you of course are uh, a Miami Dolphins fan lifer and for a very long time it was looking pretty good for the Miami Dolphins yeah what you know I kind of uh you know again uh you know kind of was able to tune in right around when they were in control it was 20 to 10 and then essentially completely fell apart from there Dolphins finished with four turnovers including three to a Tonga Viola interceptions final one essentially seals the game Rodgers drops to an eight time melts away the Packers have upset the Miami Dolphins 26 to 20 that was from Packers Radio Network. VJ again, Miami in control, up twenty to ten, four turnovers, three Tua interceptions. Uh, and by the way, the Packers were, were far from great themselves with a couple sloppy turnovers, a fumble on the goal line that didn't end up costing them. Uh, you being the resident Dolphins guy, what was your big takeaway? My big takeaway was the Packers, you know, they, they did what they do because they have Aaron Rodgers, you know. And, and you meant, you talk about some of the miscues that they had. He had uh, Watson on a on a beat route, right, for a touchdown and just overthrows him on fourth down. So that was another miscue. As far as the Dolphin goes, you and I were just talking before we came on air. They just have a feel and a look of a team that – and I know people will push back on this a little bit as far as professional athletes go, but sometimes when you know that you can drop a game and you're okay as far as getting into the playoffs late in the NFL season, trust me, they feel like it feel like they have a team, the team of a look that we know we still control our own destiny. They still have the Patriots and they still have the Jets, right? So even if they were to lose one of those games, if somebody below them loses again, the Dolphins are going to be just fine. They're they're still going to be able to go into that last week and win a playoff game at home against the Jets, uh, a, a division rivalry, and still get into the playoffs at 9-8, and eight, or are they going to get in at 10-7? and seven? 
I think it's dangerous, though, to play that way because I felt that's what you saw today where they're up 20 to 10, right? And they're, they're getting the ball back. Offense is humming. You think if they go down and score and make it 27-10, that's game. Going into the half. Mostert fumbles. And then the Packers take that, turn it into three points. Now it's 2013. They get the ball back, go down, score. Now it's 2020. Ball game on. And I think when you have that mentality, you kind of just almost shut it off. The three interceptions you talked about with Tua, didn't they almost just kind of look like just kind of, you know, WTF plays? Like, yes. Yeah. Like, huh? Like, it, and, and because it's uncharacteristic for him. Now he's had games where he's had bad throws, but he's been taking care of the football. He hasn't been turning it over at a high rate. And today, even my wife Raynell's watching the game with me. She turns and looks and she goes, wow, what's up with him today? He doesn't normally turn the ball over like that. She knows. He doesn't normally turn the ball over like that. And today was just one of those days, man. But the totality of my thought process is they look like a team that they know they control their own destiny. I still say that's dangerous to play that way, but it's not a lot of focus there. And that's how those interceptions look. And we turn the ball over four times and you miss a field goal at home, you're going to lose that football game. Well, with the loss, they are they obviously, and I think everybody knows this, but four straight loss over overall they're now eight and seven yeah and you know they do control their own destiny but but right behind them a game behind them are both the new england patriots and the new york jets the two teams that of course that they play uh over the final two weeks of the season Absolutely. so do, do you feel as a dolphins fan that it's more about just um maybe now there will be some pressure because hey if we lose to the patriots all of a sudden that flips and we could be on the outside looking in yep. do you think that that kind of re-triggers that focus that's maybe been lacking for a few weeks here i hope so and i and that's what i was just telling uh, uh, Steve Hartman as he was rolling out is it, you, you can play this way and it's dangerous, but on the back end, like you said, you can go, okay, now it's time to lock in. Let, let's go. We have the weapons. We know we have this system. We have the players. Yeah, we're hurt. Everybody's hurt. We're missing guys. Everybody's missing guys. But we have the talent to just strike big like you saw again today. To play to Jalen Waddle. Back-to-back weeks now, he catches, like what, a 12- to 15-yard pass and hits fifth mm-hmm. and sixth gear, and there's nobody on the field who can catch him. And Tariq is so fast that Tariq catches up to him to help block. Like, it's they have that type Yeah, they have that type of speed on offense so you know it's there but the focus needs to lock back in one last thing too Mike McDaniel I've laid off of him all season long but this is now three straight weeks where when we're running the ball effectively for some reason he feels like he has to prove that two is the guy and he starts calling a lot of pass plays Hmm. we need to get football 101 run the football stop the run so it's really interesting because I was thinking about that during the game is that and I'm not, so, you know, this is one I don't necessarily have like a strong opinion on. It was just more of an observation. Yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know if it's because Mike McDaniel's young and he's kind of cool and he's, you know, he's the, yeah, the, the Ivy League guy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got the, the horn rim glasses. I feel like no matter what happens, like he just gets a pass for everything. Like, and, and you know, I think er, even early in the year, like with the Tua situation with the concussion, like nobody really came after Mike McDaniel. They came after the doctors. Why was he? Play, why did the doctors clear him? Why did they allow him to go back in? Why didn't Tua say something? So, you know, again, I, I don't know that this is like tear down Mike McDaniel day, but but the thing that I guess from my perspective that stood out was that it was really kind of a situation where. Um, you know, the last three weeks, you're all on the road, uh, and you played some good teams, right? You obviously played, uh, you know, the right Chargers at San Francisco. At San Francisco. Then you're stuck on the West Coast, and you got to play a late Sunday night game against yep, the Chargers. The Chargers. Then you fly back, and you're playing Buffalo in Buffalo, and it's cold and it's snowing. So this was the one where I, I don't really feel like there's an excuse, and so um, I'm not excusing the other three, but I do think it was kind of explainable. This is one you know the Packers are playing for their playoff lives, and maybe that's a conversation we have on the other side but I, I I do think it's it's interesting to me that 
you know, I, one, just that I, I don't feel like McDaniel has gotten any blame at all for anything all year. But then, too, like I said, this one feels like the one where it was like, okay, this was the one you had to have, no excuses, and you don't get it done. Yeah, one thing that I think guys like you and myself do very well in this business and this industry is we can call guys out without tearing them down. So this isn't tear Mike McDaniel down day, but this is call out Mike McDaniel and put him on notice that, all right, coach, we know you're young. We know you're a rookie. We know you come from a fabulous coaching tree. And I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't get a lot of beef because McVay doesn't get a lot of beef. Shanahan doesn't get a lot of beef. And neither does LaFleur. They're all from what coaching tree? The Shanahan coaching tree. You kind of leave those guys alone. But it's okay to sit here and go, look, man, 120 yards on the ground as a, as a team through the first three quarters. Third and one, why are you throwing? Or why are you going deep? Why are you trying to get Tariq one-on-one? Save that. That's a first and second down call. That's it's not a that's not a third and one call. And that's your call because you're calling the plays. So that type of stuff, I think it's really okay and in, and in bounds to go after guys about because it's so obvious to everybody else. So I, I don't think it's tear Mike McDowell, uh Mike McDaniel down day, but I do think it's call him out as a fan and as an analyst, like, bruh, everybody's tweeting and everybody can see this. You need to run the football. But once again, I think he wants to prove that he can turn Tua into what he and a lot of other people think Tua can be and go against what people think Tua isn't, and I think that gets in his way, especially the last four weeks. This is Fox Red, Fox Sports Radio, Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Dan Byer and George Reister. The Dolphins game is final, but we are very much in the thick of things in Los Angeles. Los Angeles Rams up 17-0 on Denver. Here's what's happened so far. Mayfield in the gun. Two to his left, two to his right. Shoots it to the right flat. It's Higby at the five, fighting for the pylon. He's got it. Touchdown, Tyler Higby. Touchdown, L.A. Second and two from the three. It's a handoff to Akers. Runs through an arm tackle and into the end zone. Off the Bobby Wagner interception, Cam Akers from the three. And the Rams are dominating on Christmas Day at SoFi Stadium. As you could tell, that was Rams Radio Network as the Los Angeles Rams up 17-0 on the Denver Broncos. It appears as though the Broncos are lining up for a field goal. We'll keep you updated on that. This is Fox Red Zone Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky. Coming up, we look at the other side of things in Miami today. Dolphins lose, clearly very frustrating. But what does that win now mean for the Packers? This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at Fox sportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live hey guys this is Matt Jones Drew Franklin from the fade this podcast we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports football basketball we do them all but here's a preview of this week's episode nothing to do with anyone personally but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know the basketball nerds are like, you know get Creighton you know watch Creighton they fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, 
Lil Dirk, and you're like, <laughs> see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me see the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Yo, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Dan Beyer. This is the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Before the break, we told you the... Broncos were, in fact, lining up for a field goal. Broncos at Rams right now, early second quarter. Rams are up 17-3. The the field goal was good. Rams with the ball back. Uh, really quickly, VJ. Uh, yes, sir. You know, you and I were talking. By the way, for, Merry Christmas to everybody that's driving around. Yes. Always feel free yes. to, to tweet into us. Uh, where are you? How you listening? All that good stuff. At Husky ENT, at Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, we are taking you up till 8 a.m. East, or 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Christmas Day. And hope, uh, hope everybody's having a very Merry Christmas out there. Rams. So you and I were on air on Friday. And I, we didn't really have time to get to it, but... That was where Aaron Donald was kind of ruled out for this game, yep. and, and it was clear, you know, this just this season's just going off the rails. For for it's not off, it's not going off the rails. It is off the rails. Where where are you just at on the Rams? I mean, is it just Super Bowl hangover, or is it, um, you know, you, you threw all the chips in the middle with an older core last year? Aaron Donald's thirty plus. Obviously, Matthew Stafford's in the tail end of his career. Odell Beckham is obviously coming off injury. We don't know when he's going to be back or who he's going to be back with. Is this something that's salvageable? Is this is this a one year blip, or did they push all the chips in the middle in L.A. and now they're they're part, they're kind of paying the piper right now? Yeah, I think the latter. They pushed all their chips in, which I always stood with, even when they did it before when they went to the Super Bowl the first time. How they went out and got Brandon Cooks and some other weapons, like and they gave guys deals. They gave Gurley his deal. They did it a second time and they won it. And and I think what you're seeing now is you know even with Aaron Donald, let's start there. Remember, he had a sit down interview where he admits he was done last year like he played last year like it was his last season and once you start talking retirement you you're retired once you yeah. start talking it you're retired man you're never the same player again and he was still dominant in in parts of this season but once the ankle came and they've they've ruled him out for the year he's not gonna play again he'll probably ride off into the sunset if I were him I would don't keep pushing it. You got the one, then they had the bad year. Go away. Also, too, they have just been wrecked by injuries. Last year it was Baltimore. This year it's the Rams. I mean, their offensive line, their deep, their running back, like they've been destroyed. And Cooper Cup's done for the year. So they've been just ripped apart by injuries. But I think it's salvageable to just be competitive for the next few years. But you got your chip and you spent every you you exasperated every option possible to get it. So now it's going to take, in my opinion, maybe three to five years to even start to get assets back to then build. But you still have enough talent to, you know, be a 500 or or above 500 club. Also, too, you're safe in L.A. because there's other stuff for people to do. Everybody's not focused on the Rams, so you can hide when you're average to bad here. 
Very interesting thought because I, I think it's almost I, I was thinking it was almost the opposite. Really? Of, you know, well, once you lose the fan, I mean, you know, because the Rams in in the L.A. pecking order, uh-huh. they they shot up the pecking order because they were so good and they are now in the red zone driving to potentially go up 24 to three early second quarter. Um, you think that you think they shot up the pecking order? Well, they they because they were good though. I mean, you know they they you know, and it's all relative, right? USC was down when they got there. The Lakers, who just they they did lose to the Dallas Mavericks here on Christmas Day, have struggled for a while. The Dodgers have been awesome, but so anyway, the point is, is that you know I I think it's easy to kind of lose those fans that you gained if huh. you're, if you're not good. But on the flip side. I, I I think to me it's very I actually am in complete agreement with everything that you said of I don't blame them no um, I, I've said this on my show on Saturdays many times the one thing that does stand out to me is is how fickle and and how small sometimes a championship window is and how lucky you have to be I mean three fourth quarter comebacks last year but you uh, three fourth quarter comebacks in the playoffs I should say last year yeah. But you look at them, and, and I'm with you, as we do have a touchdown, updated touchdown, Baker Mayfield to Tyler Higby. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, the Rams might be dead. Baker Mayfield's career might be revived here before it's all said and done. Uh, Rams up 23-3, to extra point pending here, although there is a flag on the field with 9.42 left in the second quarter. And so, you know, I, I'm with you, is that, I think I do think that they they did what they had to do last year. Uh-huh. It was incredible. I don't think it's something that you just flip a switch and you're you're great again though, because I understand that there's injuries, but at the same time, again, Matthew Stafford is on the other end of thirty. Aaron Donald, as you said, kind of has hinted at retirement and maybe should have just. By the way, you know who else has hinted at retirement many times. Huh? Sean McVay. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Sean McVay's kind of got recently, one foot in recently, and one yeah, foot out. Recently has been a real story. I told uh, my my Saturday partner Jason Martin this. I find this very interesting. Rams have had three different coaches on their staff Mm -hmm. take college assistant coaching jobs in the last month, right? So the college coaching cycle is a little bit earlier. Everybody gets fired. Uh, The hires happen in December. The Rams lost two assistant coaches, and their offensive coordinator has already announced at the end of the season he's going back to college. I wonder if those guys in that building know that Sean McVay hinted for a couple years, and by the way, that touchdown was good. The penalty was on on the Broncos. Obviously, it was declined. Because of it, the Rams are now up 24-3. to We'll get you that call momentarily. But I'll tell you, you you have three assistant coaches that are leaving for college jobs coming off of a Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. I store. I sort of wonder if in the building either Sean McVay has explicitly told them, "Hey, after this, I'm kind of exiting stage right, going to take a few years, do some TV," or whether they're getting those strong vibes from him because he's another guy that for a long time has talked about, "Ah, oh, you know, I can't do this forever," and I saw my grandfather go through this, and I'm not going to be that guy. Blah 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 blah. Not only that, I'll give you a name that's out there who's itching to come back and coaching and said that there's some things that he wants. He wants to be able to develop a quarterback, wants his own quarterback, nice weather, wants to be able to play a lot of golf, and he happens to already be working in Los Angeles right now for a network. Oh, right here at Fox Sports and over at FS1. Terry Bradshaw. Uh, <laughs> I love that guy, man. God, I love watching him. But Sean, uh, but, um, Sean Payton. Yeah, Sean Payton. Sean Payton's right there. So if, if, if McVay was going to walk away— God, the the Rams, you have a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame type coach who's sitting on a sofa talking or sometimes sitting up at a desk talking, just buying his time and just waiting. And I think that is where the window of it speaks. But I want to the window of it speaks of them just being able to be average to good and not losing their pecking order won't really matter. L.A., I want to bounce back to the pecking order thing you were talking about out here in Los Angeles. 
even if you're not good, even the Lakers weren't good, they're still this is yeah. still a Dodger Laker town. Even when the Dodgers aren't good, this is still a Dodger Laker town. Just because you're good doesn't mean you can pass those two teams. Ask the Kings. They've won the Stanley Cup in the last five years. Nobody cares about the Kings. Clippers. This isn't the I mean the, I've been here for ten years. The Clippers are gonna pass the Lakers. Exactly. Yeah. And but nobody truly you're you're never gonna pass those two teams. So that's why I think even if the Rams sold it all, got the chip, and now they have to go through about a three to four year run of being average to good, unless you get paid and he finds a quarterback and he lights fire back again. You got some other holes you gotta fill there. If Aaron Donald walks away, you gotta fill that hole. Uh, Bobby Wagner's an older guy. You got to fill that hole. So that's why I say if that has to happen, they'll be fine here because they can hide at 9 and 8 and hide at 10 and 7. And no one's going to not go to the games. They're still going to support or whatever. But you, the pecking order will never change because if you're not going to pass the Lakers or the Dodgers in this town. That's why I think they can go through some bad times. And when they were bad, when Fisher was here, dude, the, the, the Coliseum was packed. And sure. they weren't, and they weren't a good team, but they're, but but it's LA, so it's different here. It'll be, it'll be interesting because, uh, because uh, you know, not only do you have those two teams now, but now USC football appears to be rolling uh. as well, uh, and that'll be an interesting dynamic as well. I do believe that we have the call of that touchdown. Here it is. Baker looking to respond from his first incompletion. Here comes Ooh. the blitz. He throws as he's hit. It's Higby again. Higby wins off the line and has his second touchdown of Christmas Day. That is courtesy of Rams Radio Network as the Rams up 24-3 to on the Broncos. Russell Wilson, by the way, we weren't sure if he was going to play today. He is playing, uh, and he is looking, unfortunately, for Broncos fans very much like Russell Wilson of 2022. We're going to discuss them, the Broncos. We'll discuss all of that next. Before we do, though, first time today, we want to throw it over the news desk. Kevin Wyatt, what's trending, my man? Well, it looks like I made the mistake of starting the Broncos defense against the Rams today, and that might cost me a trip to my fantasy championship. So that's uh, oh my goodness. what's on my mind. Uh, Russell Wilson giving him a short field twice certainly uh, didn't help. The, uh, the Rams leading the Broncos right now 24-3 with about nine minutes to go in the first half. Two Russell Wilson interceptions directly leading to two Rams touchdowns. The Broncos with the ball just short of midfield as they are driving down. Again, nine minutes to go. The Rams up 24-3. to three. Earlier today, the Packers went down to Miami to face the Dolphins. Green Bay wins it 26-20 to 20 after they scored 13 unanswered points in the second half. And Tua Tagovailoa had two crucial second-half interceptions. And wrapping up the day's slate of games will be the Buccaneers and Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona. Kickoff for that one is set for 8-15. As for the NBA, we have the big matchup of the day in action right now in Boston. The Celtics leading the Bucks 30-22, about two and a half minutes ago in the first quarter. Earlier NBA action, the Lakers were leading the Mavericks by 11 points at halftime. But the Christmas magic would run out for the Lakers as Dallas would outscore them by 30. Yeah, it was 51-21 margin in the third quarter. The Mavericks beat the Lakers. So they outscored themselves. The Mavericks had 41 points in the first half combined, and they outscored that just in the third quarter. They end up winning at 124 to 115. The 76ers beat the Knicks 119-112 in the first day of the game as James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists. Coming up later tonight, the Grizzlies and Warriors will square off, and then the nightcap, the Suns and Nuggets, will play each other in Denver. Back to you guys. 
Thank you, Kevin Wyatt. This is Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in on a Sunday for Dan Beyer and George Reister. Merry Christmas to everybody uh, that's listening. Hope you're uh, enjoying your Christmas, whether it's with family, friends, in the car. And if you are at work, hopefully we are keeping you entertained. VJ, uh, real quick, the other side of this Rams game, which as Kevin just told you, 24-3 to with eight minutes left in the second quarter, is, of course, the Denver Broncos. And, you know, it's like the Broncos are kind of unreal because every time that you think, okay, it can't possibly get worse, it somehow gets worse, right? Like You think about this. Like, you're playing the Rams today. You, I mean, and there's plenty of other examples, right? Obviously, I know that the Broncos last week took care of the Cardinals. But a few weeks ago, you know, you're playing a banged-up Ravens team. You're playing the Panthers after they fired Matt Rule. You're playing the Raiders. You're whoever. And this is the perfect example of the Broncos season right here. The Rams have given up on the season. Like, they have point-blank given up on the season. You think about their marquee players. Cooper Cup out. Matthew Stafford out. Aaron Donald out. The Rams aren't even trying at this point, and it's 24-3 to with seven minutes left as Russell Wilson gets sacked. They're going to have to punt the ball back to potentially go down 31-3. to It's 24-3 to right now to Baker Mayfield and a bunch of backups. Like, like I don't, I'll be honest. One, I'll, I'll say this. I never bought the, well, you know, the the, the Broncos are just a, a quarterback away. I was like, man, I, I've watched them. I, I don't know if they're you a quarterback. You got that on wax, man? Because I said it all summer long. All the shows I did here, I said it on summer. And I made sure I said it a lot so that <laughs> I could go back to it and go, bro, I told you guys they'd be lucky to win eight or nine games. So I, I was in that boat, but I didn't expect this. What do you make of just this debacle for the Broncos and obviously a debacle for Russell Wilson? I, I, I'm i going to be that guy. I called it. I, I So what I think is exactly what I saw because I thought Russell Wilson got away with a lot his last three years in Seattle because, one, he's very likable. Two, there are people in the media that like him and will talk really good about him a lot. And that 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 filters out to fans and fans buy who they listen to and who they watch. That's just – there's been studies and surveys showing that that happened. So I thought that he got a real pass because he was able to accumulate some numbers. But I've been saying for about three to four years that he's an issue. And if he ever didn't have to play under Pete Carroll, I would love to well, see him play. Why, real quick, why did you think he was an issue even when he was having success in Seattle? I just think that he plays way too much – Hero ball, okay, and I think sure. and I think he does it on purpose. There, are, there are times I watch Russell Wilson, and I'm like, God, dude, you didn't have to do that extra run around. That receiver been open, like that guy or this guy was opening. You're 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 supposedly can see the field so well. So don't tell me you keep missing these guys. I thought that his his image, the pop cultureness of his surroundings played into the person he became as an NFL quarterback. And I think that happens with a lot of pro athletes, and he's just another example of one of them. So once he left there, and this talk that the Broncos were just, like you said, just a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, I'm like, well, hold on, let's rewind. Uh, Williams, the kid out of uh, North Carolina, can't hold on to the ball. He fumbled four times. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Gordon III wanted to leave as a free agent. Guys, no one signed him. He had to come back and re-sign with Denver like right before training camp started. He, No one wanted him all spring or summer through free agency. He had a fumbling problem. So who's carrying the ball? And you still had young receivers, and I didn't like giving up Noah Fant in the deal. When they gave up Noah Fant, I said, well, there's your young stud tight end that Russell's probably going to need there. You're going to count on Jerry Judy and Sutton and these guys? Okay, well, we'll see. J.K. Hambler, young guy. So, all right, we'll, we'll see what happens. So I, I saw this coming, and Hackett just, you know, the whole fourth down debacles. They started at week one. And it's just been a snowball, man. And you, you want to talk about the Rams. You want to talk about a team that's in flux right now. Like, where do they go? They gave them that deal, Aaron. So they can't mm-hmm. get out of that deal at least for another, without it being some type of ruckus, they can't get out of that deal at least for another three years, Aaron. Well, they can't get out of the deal and they don't have any draft picks, right? Like, this is this is, you know. And you can't trade him. And it's kind of like, yeah, and it's kind of like what we were just talking about with the Rams is that I don't think this Rams thing is a one-year fix because you have older players yeah. and you don't have the draft picks to supplement. And like that's the thing where I think to go back to the Rams for a second, we always kind of knew like at some point they were going to have to pay the piper, right? Because of course, how, because how NFL teams are built is yeah, you're paying those upper echelon guys, but you have to have young guys that are making nothing to carry your roster. I mean, think about you know your Miami Dolphins. You can afford Tyreek Hill because Jalen Waddle's still on it's a rookie still on contract. a rookie deal, absolutely. You know, and so, and and now it's kind of the same thing with the Broncos, where you don't have those picks to kind of replenish the depth chart and all that stuff. And so, I, I will say to go back to the Seattle stuff for a second with Russell Wilson, I don't. Um, I guess I I I wasn't as anti Russell Wilson as everybody else, but I will say I did find it interesting the year that. That the the big like let Russ cook thing right remember yeah, that exactly that, well the first like two or three weeks it was good mm-hmm. and then nobody wants to talk about it but he kind of started to the more that they let him cook the less success that they had as a team and so. I'm not as anti-Russell Wilson as everybody else. I actually feel kind of the opposite as you do from the perspective that I, I think he, you know, I think there's a lot of people that like him, but I think there's a lot of people that because he's goofy, because I think, honestly, I do think he probably tries to be something that he really isn't. Yeah. He gets a lot of flack for it where I'm just like, yeah, he's a little bit of a corny guy, whatever. Like he's trying to be something because his wife is, a, you know, this, she's famous. She's a, Absolutely. So, but 
I will also say that I have always thought that as well, is that not that he was bad in Seattle or he wasn't as good as we thought as Baker Mayfield completes another pass right across the middle for a big first down to Tyler Higby, but I just never... I've always felt bad, and we also on Christmas Day, by the way, our buddy Jim Jackson on uh, on uh, Fox. That's my with guy the, right there, man. Jim's the best. That's man. my home. That's uh, my home. That's ugly my homie Christmas right there. Christmas sweater yeah. with the basketball hoop on for Jim Jackson. And uh, so, anyway, I'm getting off topic here, but uh, Russell Wilson, I always did think in Seattle that he got too much of the credit and not enough of the blame, especially, again, that one year, let Russ cook. It was great for about two to three weeks to start the season. He was on fire, and then you could start to see him regress from that. Not only that, let me tell you something about Russell Wilson that most people think they know, but I know for sure. He's a different guy when the cameras are off. Sure. Okay, He's he's a totally different guy when the cameras are off, and... The guy he is when the cameras are off, his teammates don't like. Okay, his mm-hmm. teammates don't like him. Russell, uh, Richard Sherman didn't like him. Cam I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure the Richard yeah. Sherman podcast is just bringing on former Seattle Seahawks to bash, to, to bash Russell Wilson. That's Russell, what it seems Russell, like Russell, it yeah. And even somebody like Beast Mode tried to halfway defend him, and he couldn't even do it. Where he was like, you know, homie, like if I can't call your phone, homie, like if I gotta call your assistant to get to you, and I'm me. That's a pro- that that's a problem. That's like one of my homies saying, "Oh yeah, if you want to holler at me, yo, just hit my wife phone." Excuse you? <laughs> no, dog. I'm gonna call. If I can't just call you, then we're not homies. We're not friends. We're associates. We're we're in business or something. We're not, especially a teammate. Every teammate should be able to text or call every teammate on every team. I don't care what what issues y'all got going on. You guys are still teammates. So he 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 rubs people wrong. And when you do it to the locker room, that's where you see the realness come out because no one goes to defend you. So you just might be, and I don't even like, you know, the cornier to this or whatever. You're just a lame guy, man. Some guys are just lame. Everybody that plays pro sports ain't cool. You wouldn't think it's a cool guy. There's some dangerous guys. There's some idiots. There's some drunks. There's some abusers. There's some there, there's a lot, man. And he just seems like a dude you just look at and where I come from, you just be like, I mean, I ain't got nothing against him. He just seems a little lame to me. That's so, like you said, he's trying yeah. to be something that he's not. We all see it. Just be you, bro. We're not tripping. The fans just want to see you play. That's what they want to see you be productive on the field. So I agree with you. He got way too much credit and not enough of the blame. And guess what? They plugged Geno Smith in. And how's that look this year? Looks, right? Yeah. Well, the they C- plugged in Geno Smith. Seahawks very much still in the thick of the playoff race. The Denver Broncos not so much down 24-3 to middle of the second quarter here against the Los Angeles Rams. Fox Sports, Red Zone Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky coming up. Of course, it is Christmas Day. We don't have to talk all things sports. So coming up, yes, me, you, we'll bring in the guys. The most underrated part of Christmas is, you can tweet in too, Aaron underscore Torres, Husky ENT. Let us know. We're going to discuss that I'm next. so excited. Fox Sports Radio. Can't wait. Torres VJ Husky here on a Christmas day. We hope everybody's having a great Christmas day wherever you're listening. Couple updates. Rams up 24 to 3 on the Broncos as they approach the two-minute warning. The Celtics up 40 to 32 in a matchup of the two teams tied atop the Eastern Conference in the NBA. A lot of sports going on today, VJ, but also it is Christmas Day. Yes. And, you know, we, you and I worked Friday, and, you know, we want to splice in some Christmas stuff yes. as well. And so why I bring it up is because we want to hit on a few different things from across the world of Christmas. And just, you know, we want you to chime on in as well. You can always tweet us at Aaron underscore Torres at VJ, at uh, Husky ENT, excuse me, and that's H-U-S-K-E-Y. But what I want to do now, I want to ask you, and I want to ask the crew, what is the most underrated 
aspect of Christmas. It can be uh, a song, it could be a food, it could be a this, whatever you want. I'll put you up first, VJ, the most underrated part of Christmas, as Sam gives us some nice music, too. I know you guys all are going to come up with really good ideas, because we were just all talking you know, during the break, but I think I have the best one out oh. the door. Yes. Caroling. Wow. I miss Caroling. Yes, yeah, see everybody's eyes. You see your faces. Caroling. Do what people ha- do that? But they, thank you. There you go. I don't you, think they, not you, all, maybe like And you know old why? Because we got weird, dude. We got really touchy in society. Whatever happened to just going knocking on someone's door after a couple of shots with four or five of your friends and, and slurring through Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is coming to town. I remember being a kid, true story, living in Virginia, and someone knocked on our door. My mom goes, Vernon, go get the door. I go open the door. And it was like seven teenagers from my older brother's high school. And they were caring. Dude, I sat right on the front porch. My mom, everybody came to the door. It's the only time it ever happened in my life. And I know people have done it, but it stopped. And just think about the joy we could really bring back to Christmas if we got back to Carolyn. I'm going next year. Anybody want to do some shots and come with me? Let me know. Carolyn. That's a good underrated. one. That's Thank a good you. One. Thank you, sir. I was Sam. All right. I hope I don't steal anybody else's stuff. I got two here. Okay. I got two. Okay. They're both physical items, tangible items. Um, the advent calendars with the chocolates in them. Yeah. Okay. That's because every day of the month you get to open a little box <laughs> and there's a little little candy in there. And it, as a kid, it just was such a special thing to me. My, I never had them at my house. My friend always did. And he'd, had, he'd let me have one every now and then. And it was like, I thought that was really cool. It's not just a kid thing. My roommate has one. Yeah. The, and you can do advent calendars with like little toys inside. And it's fun. It's That's fun a good thing. one, man. That's beautiful. And then um, <laughs> this is also kind of New Year's too, but people do it for, especially they put it next to their dinner plate at the table is the like Christmas slash New Year's party popper with the little hat yeah. and the little toy inside. Yeah. So I like little toys and candies and hats because those are fun because they pop and they're always cool, like decorated. Yeah. And uh, you get like a little hat, a little paper hat. And it's just fun. Really okay. quick on the advent calendar. Real you got- quick on this. Even Jim Nance is wearing a Christmas sweater right now. <laughs> is it you Bob know, Ross Christmas sweater? You yeah. know we are in the Christmas spirit when Jim Nance is wearing the ugly sweater. Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> Romo's is uglier, though. Yeah. He looks hungover, too. <laughs> with, with, he probably is. With the advent calendar, you guys remember Bad Santa where he got drunk and ate the kid's advent calendar <laughs> and tried to tape it back together? And then one oh, of the kid no. goes, this one has a candy corn in it. It's like, they all can't be winners, all right, buddy? <laughs> but that's a good one, advent calendar. You're right, man. Good stuff. What do you got, Ethan? Produ- right. Producer Ethan, what do you got? All right, here's what I'm thinking. Just hear me out. Okay. Oh, God. No, I mean, there's a couple <laughs> things. But, I mean, I mean, the first thing is just cash. Like two hundred dollars cash, <laughs> like that's super underrated. Like cash, who, man. for some reason, everybody gets mad about getting cash. They're like, oh, Aunt Linda gave me two hundred dollars cash. All right, what did you want? Socks and underwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm exactly. With you. Like you now, you can go get what you want. Cash is it's, great. It's your world. I've I've literally my family has stopped trying to buy me gifts because I'm one. I, I won't complain except for the one we talked about on Friday when I made my sister cry that one time. But that's neither here nor there. I won't complain. But people know. Just get the kid cash. Like he's 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 gonna be much happier with that. But go ahead, Ethan. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's that, that that's it. We'll just stick with that. We'll move on. Very good. Cash. C- that's cash like gift card. Gift cards too. Like if you yeah. know if if I'm a gamer, like if you know I got 30 video games, go to go to to the video game store and just give me a gift card. Yeah, people don't, people don't complain. Yeah, I I, Vige, I I agree with that. People complain about the gift cards. Oh my oh, god, I love gift cards. Are you all, kidding yeah, yeah. me? I love gift cards. Kevin Wire, you got anything really quick? I don't know if I gave you enough prep time to to. You got anything? Oh Kevin? yeah, it's being in a place with good weather. 
I know people love talking about white Christmases, huh. but right now it's 80 degrees in Los Angeles. Yes. Why yeah. would I want to go somewhere where it's zero? <laughs> Kevin, where are you from, Kevin? We know, you gotta, yeah, come on. Yeah, I actually disagree with that one. That, I, wow. I like snow I like and that cold. One, Kevin. For, yeah. for one day, I, I would like it to be like cold and I'm sipping hot chocolate exactly. by the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give give me like seventy two uh, on like Wednesday. But today on Christmas, <laughs> I'm with you, Iowa Sam. I want a little bit. I'll just say this for for people in our business, and I know most people listening aren't. We have to be on like sports never stops, right? Never. So we always have to be like watching something, analyzing, it, doing this, doing that, or you know whether you're working at Fox Sports Radio, whatever, one of your side hustles, whatever. It's nice to just freaking relax. Where, like, I just feel like, yeah, I'm watching these games, but it doesn't have to be the super intense, like, what does this mean for Tom Brady? And, and, you know, and it's like, like, yeah, like, even today, like, slept in, woke up, didn't feel like I had to be awake for that, the first second of the the uh, Packers-Dolphins game. I just like that everybody's just a little bit relaxed this time of year, especially in our business. It's just, it's just, it's a, it's a fun business. It's a great business. We're all blessed to be in it. But sports never stops, and you're always on, and you're always trying to play catch-up. And it's nice for these two or three days a year, VJ, to just kind of relax. I haven't watched one dribble of basketball until I got here, and the only time I see it is when I just look up at the screen. Like, I, I'm i with you, dude. It, it is a, a time to relax. I told you guys during the break, I'm going home, and I'm taking a nap. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> the wife and kids are up at Palmdale and mother-in-laws. I'm going to go. I'm going home and taking a nap. My house is empty, dude. Like, I'll wake up later on DVR and watch some of this stuff later on. Well, I'll tell you what. Coming up... We will talk about the NBA and not Lakers losing, not Knicks losing, not Boston beating Milwaukee right now. We're going to talk about why no one seems to care about the NBA and has the NBA officially just lost Christmas Day to the NFL. We'll discuss that next. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in on a Christmas Day right alongside you. This is Fox Sports Radio. Here it comes. First and goal. Handoff. Akers runs right through untouched. Four straight touchdowns for the Los Angeles Rams. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Red Zone Radio. That was Rams Radio Network. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Dan Beyer and George Reister. You did just hear again Rams Radio Network. Rams have scored yet again. But here's the good news, VJ. The Denver Broncos kicked a field goal right before half, so they only trail thirty-one to six. Russ is cooking. Yeah, setting the house on fire is what he's doing. Yeah. Sure, Trying to cook. Thirty-one to six. The Los Angeles Rams, led by Baker Mayfield, are up on the Denver Broncos in this one. The Rams, of course, uh, you know, whatever. The Rams are the Rams. Obviously, lost last week to Green Bay, and prior. With Russell or with uh, excuse me, Baker Mayfield did get that win on Thursday night against the Raiders. Real quick, does this change? You know, I know the 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 Broncos are bad. Does this change anything from your perspective on Russell? Uh, not Russell on Baker Mayfield. Do you think like this is a revival that he's salvageable, or is this just he he is who he is? He's getting a shot because they don't have anybody else. Like like where do you think Baker Mayfield is next year? Is he an NFL starter, an NFL backup, out of the league altogether? What do you think about that? I think he can be an NFL starter because you would have to convince me that there's at least 25 starters better than him. So if you at least give me 25, then that means that there's still seven that's not better than him that he should still have a job. I've always been a Baker fan. I was a Baker fan in college. When he was at college, I remember watching from the coin flip 
the Kansas game sure. that everybody is now infamous, the now infamous Kansas game of the crotch grabbing and, and, and the middle finger salute and all of that stuff. But I remember watching him stick his hand out to shake their hand, and they didn't they wouldn't shake his hand, and he's like, oh, okay, I was only going to try to be nice and beat you by 30, so now I'm going to beat you by 45, and I'm going to tell you about it all day. And I like that kind of moxie in athletes. That stuff doesn't bother me like it bothers a lot of other people. And then I thought when he got to the NFL, he went to the Browns, Aaron, and I don't really bang on the Browns, but dude, come on, that's like getting drafted to the Royals, right? You're not expecting to do a lot or win a lot because it's just it isn't what we've seen and now that he was able to get out of there and he went to Carolina you see that place is a mess they had to fire their coach their best player wanted to get traded so we saw what that situation was and now I think he's in a place where he's with a coach that if he McVay decides to stick around that he can do some things with Baker you could put a team around him and I think keep Matthew Stafford ask Stafford if Stafford wants to come back Baker should be blessed if they say look we want to keep you next year but you got to compete with Matt for the for, for the, for the I role I think that, that would real quick almost be the best scenario, scenario for, for him absolutely almost stay like, there and I know it didn't work out the way that everybody hoped, but it was like when Jameis Winston went to New Orleans and they were like, just sit, you know, learn yep. from Drew Brees, whatever. Yep. Now, it didn't go quite as planned, but I, I think for Baker, being out of the spotlight, not having a camera in front of your face, and just focusing on football, like I, I think that's the best thing that could happen for him. And so I'm not really sure where I stand on him because I, I was kind of out on him coming into the year. I mean, I vividly remember when, when that week one game, Carolina was playing the Browns and it was a big thing. Of you know Baker got caught on tape or whatever saying uh, you know I, I want to beat there you know what and it's like one of course he's going to say that but two I, I was kind of just like we don't need to make everything that Baker says into a story he's not good enough we don't care and so then it plays out in Carolina he eventually gets benched he eventually gets cut all that um, but I'm, I'm curious I, I don't know that I've completely given up on him. I do, I do think maybe just getting out of the spotlight, like I said, not having a camera in front of your face uh, is probably the best thing for him. Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I think he's fine in that in that, in that that window. I really do. I think that's that's his life. His commercials were funny and entertaining. I don't think it's that, though. I thought he was playing with a bad franchise. And once again, if you get big-time name people to bang on a guy enough, then everybody just, everybody's going to kind of just fall, fall, you know, follow suit. He's in a situation now where he's got weapons. He's got an incompetent front office office they've won a Super Bowl if he decides to come back and compete and so-called compete but say Stafford wins the job all right brother just sit quietly here for a minute learn from a Super Bowl winning quarterback learn from a, a borderline Hall of Famer in a, in a beautiful place like LA this isn't Cleveland anymore and go from there so I, I'm still holding hope help holding hope out on him because I always thought he was good all the way back to college. By the way, we just talked about this last hour. Jim Nance apparently going viral for wearing a ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> I love, uh, you know, Ty loose Jim Nance. I think the last couple of years it's been fun to see that from him. We are broadcasting live, I should say, from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. And unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, VJ, um, in addition to the NFL, which we have spent the last hour and six minutes talking about since we got on air at 5 p.m. Eastern time, there is the NBA. And I'm old enough to remember, I mean, back in the day, you know, say three, four, five years ago, when the NBA used to own Christmas Day. Owned it. Well, we are in Game 3 right now, and I will say, Buck, Buck Celtics is legitimately interesting, uh, as that game right now is with about four minutes left in the game. The Celtics are up by 9, 53-46, uh, so up 7, excuse me. Uh, Celtics lead. Also, earlier in the day, Dallas takes care of the Lakers, and the Philadelphia 76ers take care of the Knicks. But... 
I will say that I never remember a single year yeah. ever where people seem to be talking about the NBA less on Christmas Day. And I think in the circles that I run in, and maybe I just run in the wrong circles, I don't know, care about the NBA. Am I crazy? Do you feel like the NBA on Christmas Day feels less than it did even two, three years ago? Yeah, uh, most definitely. Less than it did. If, if we want to get carried away and go 15, 20 years ago, yes. you know, I'm watching highlights. Everybody's posting Christmas Day highlights are some of the best Christmas Day uh, performances. The most recent one someone kept showing or kept, I kept seeing was Kobe against the Suns. The night that Kobe had um, that Christmas night, but the last five or six years, it's just been dead. But that's because the overall the overall product of the NBA is just really bad right now, See, and I nobody agree. and no one wants to say it. It's really bad. Like just just go announce these scores today. You guys know the number one defense in the league. I believe it's still Boston, right? Somebody Boston right now. They're averaging one hundred seven, giving up. Like everybody's averaging almost one hundred ten points, giving giving up. Like, that's what you give up. And we're seeing teams score 130, 131, 141. There's no defense. Uh, uh, Jeff Van Gunny is great at calling out people not boxing out. He's been saying that for 10 years on their broadcast that they do. There's no boxing out. It's, it's, it's just, it's almost like pickup basketball. The offenses are so easy to sit and watch and be bored with because it's pick and roll or high pick and roll or ISO. That's really all it is. Only really the Spurs. And, and the Golden State Warriors really moved the ball, the the uh, the Nuggets, because you got Joker really moves the ball. So it's been bad, but I think the product is bad. I think this year people are just looking at it like, yeah, man, this is this is crazy. Then then you add in um, load management. Then you add in load management. When you add that into yes. it, that makes it even worse, man. So and guys are hurt now. I, I just I have no interest. I've had no interest. In these games, the best thing is the Dirk statue. That thing was clean. <laughs> well, yes, Mark Cuban, that's how you do it, sir. Well, we'll get back to Dirk in a second. But so, a couple things. Thank you for saying it. Um, because whenever I say it, oh, you're an out of touch old white guy that yeah, you don't understand. Well, you know, first of all, I'm not white, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> like, I just, I don't think the product is very good right no, now. I, no. And I, 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 I don't think the defense. I, I think too many threes. And I will say, I. I think the load management is starting to catch up, and where, how do how? And I don't even blame ESPN Turner, whoever broadcasts these games. How do you get people excited about games when you don't know on a night in night out basis who's going to play? Yep. Now, obviously, there was some unfortunate stuff in the lead up to today's Christmas Day games, where Anthony Davis, you know, officially was announced on Friday that he's out indefinitely. But I just, I don't think the NBA product is very good right now. I don't think it's very compelling right now. Um, I'm not somebody, and we talked about this a little bit on Friday, VJ, that thinks we have to cut down the regular season. No, I, I just think you got to have guys showing up ready to play every single night, and that helps. But I, I just look at, you know, and, and part, it, I think it's twofold. Is one, I just feel like back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I really mean three, four, five years ago. There was just always something to sell on Christmas Day. Yep. KD returning to OKC or playing OKC for the first time. Um, you know, I remember there was Kobe one year. Kobe versus Shaq when Shaq was with the Heat. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Kyrie. I remember the year Kyrie left. They they uh, left Cleveland. They made sure to put him on Christmas Day against Cleveland. So yeah. there was always something where this year the matchups just aren't very compelling. It shows how far the Lakers fell that they were playing. You know what? At at one o'clock. Uh, you know, probably about what a. Uh, 2.30 Eastern Two, time, yeah, which yeah, is like a, time, yeah. 11, 11.30 Pacific time. Um, so there's that. And then I think the other thing, which we, you and I talked about on Friday, 
credit the NFL. I, I think that really about three years ago, uh, and we talked about this on Friday, but it, they, they smell blood in the water. The NBA had played that bubble. It went into October. They weren't sure if the, if the NBA wasn't sure if they were going to start on a normal schedule, when they were going to start, what the schedule was going to look like. So the NFL throws a game on Christmas Day. It was Vikings versus uh, Saints. I remember it vividly. I remember talking with Arnie Spanier about it that night. Alvin Kamara has four or five touchdowns, whatever. But it did crazy viewership. Then last week they have last year, excuse me, they have two games on Christmas Day. One of them, ironically, we're just talking about Baker Mayfield. It was Browns versus Packers, huge game, huge number, which you discussed on Friday. Yeah. And I think the NFL just basically said, "Look, you know what? There's no reason that we have to concede Christmas Day." And now it just feels like one more thing that the NBA is slowly taking over. Where uh, you know, VJ, it took us an hour and change to get to the NBA. Uh, we obviously talked a lot of NFL in hour one. I think we could have kept going. I think the NBA owes us a thank you card for even acknowledging that these games are being played. It just feels so much less significant than it has in the past. We honestly could have got through the show without talking about the NBA and it still would have been just as high octane and entertaining as we always do it. Here's also the thing too with the NFL and that game last year between the Packers and the Browns. More people watched that game than all the NBA games combined. The Jazz wow. game late that night, the last game, the Jazz drew a 1.4 million viewership, wow. guys. 1.4 million people on Christmas night tune in to watch the Jazz. But once again, why the hell are the Jazz on on Christmas Eve and Christmas night and they don't have John Stockton or Carl Malone? Like, give me a break. Like, whoever's scheduling this, the NBA should pull back. And I'm from the era where we used to only get one game on Christmas sure. night, guys. I'm old enough to remember when it was Jordan versus the Pistons or the Lakers versus the Bulls or the Knicks and the Lakers or, or Licks and the Bulls. Like, hey, we got one game, 8 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock Pacific. That was it. Two would be cool, three, eh, but five. You start that Nick that Nick uh, Philly game earlier today. The, guys, that's 9 o'clock in Los Angeles. We're not watching that game, especially Christmas morning. We're unwrapping gifts with our families and our. If you got kids, you're definitely not watching. The game's not on, and if it's on, nobody's paying attention to watching it. So the NFL, I think, and I gave this suggestion on Friday, and I mentioned it to Martin yesterday on v- Martin and VJ, and he disagrees. But I say NFL should schedule two Christmas games from this year moving forward, regardless of what day Christmas falls in on. You can offset it by a bye. The four teams that play don't play the previous Sunday, guys. It's okay if it falls in on a Tuesday or Wednesday. You guys don't want to sit and watch Christmas Day football? I think you do. The yeah. NFL should take advantage of this right now. And the product, once again, it's really bad, man. I, I, I haven't watched the full NBA game, I don't think, in two weeks now. It's been about two weeks now because it's just, it's just horrible to watch. I agree with essentially everything that you just said, and I, I, I actually agree with you you that you know I don't know exactly what it'll look like when it when Christmas falls on say a Wednesday yeah but I don't I don't think the NFL's giving up Christmas Day anytime soon no um and you know I don't I don't think the NBA can really do all much to all do all of that much to combat it uh but yeah no last last year it was two this year it's three and ironically you just said you know um you know uh, about the the NBA having too many games. I was watching the Packers Dolphins game earlier today, and they said during the broadcast the first ever uh, Christmas Day game in the NFL was in Miami. 
And the fans were mad that it was on Christmas Day. We've come full circle. We're now, again, almost like in the NBA where it's a privilege to play on Christmas Day. Nobody's complaining. Everybody's happy to either show up at the stadium. Listen, look at at SoFi Stadium right now. On Christmas Day for two terrible teams, that place is packed. I expect the same tonight in Glendale, Arizona, when Tampa takes on the Arizona Cardinals. Fox Sports, Red Zone Radio, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky filling in for Dan Beyer and George Reister. Second half about to start at SoFi Stadium. The Rams up 31-6 on the Denver Broncos and Boston up 56-51 in the NBA game. Yes, we are updating you despite the fact that we just crushed the NBA for 10 minutes. <laughs> Coming up, there is actually one other NBA story that I want to get to. Interesting story. A player that could be on the move. And I don't really understand why. Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky here on a Christmas day. Rams up 31-6. to The update from SoFi Stadium. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM on Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. As I just said, Rams in comfortable position, 31-6 to as the third quarter has just started. Do have a college basketball game right now on Fox as well. Creighton up 73-60, to and the Bucks and uh, the Bucks and the Celtics are about to go to halftime right now. They have reached halftime. Celtics up one. I love that Christmas song. 12 Days of Christmas. God, that's one of my favorites. We used to sing it as a family back in the day. Because you like caroling. We learned that in the first hour. God, I miss caroling. By the way, if you you missed anything that VJ has said that I've said, make sure to uh, download the podcast available shortly after the show. George Reister, Dan Beyer out this Sunday afternoon on Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in. So last segment, VJ. Um, hate to say it, but we kind of just crushed the NBA. But I think what we said was <laughs> factually correct. There was another interesting, like weird, but interesting story that came out today in the NBA, uh, courtesy of Adrian Wojnarowski. Obviously, we know who Woj is, very plugged in reporter in the NBA. And essentially, it said that 
James Harden, who after this season, by the way, the Philadelphia 76ers won the early game against the Knicks, um, that James Harden, who has a player opt-out after this year, I'm just going to read the, 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 the quote on the tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski. ESPN sources. All-star guard James Harden is seriously considering a return to the Houston Rockets in free agency this July if he decides against a new deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. And so I just want to ask you about one quick thing, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to play out James Harden's career basically from start to finish, and, and, okay. and I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. So he obviously starts in OKC. Okay, we get it. I think they screwed up, didn't give him the contract, whatever. It happens, whatever. Yep. Goes to Houston. He's there for seven, eight, nine years. Gets to handpick the superstar he wants to play with multiple times. Can't get along with Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Demands a trade. Uh, by the way, shows up out of shape. Refuses to to uh, to play. Oh, with a fat suit on. Uh, with, uh, you know, <laughs> remember this was during COVID. Yep. He was broke, breaking the league's pro- COVID protocols to piss off the Rockets to trade him to Brooklyn to play with his buddy KD. He gets there. Then decides, you know what? I'm not happy here either. Trade me to Philly. He's been in Philly. Uh, him and Embiid, remember like the first week? It's like, this is the new Shaq and Kobe. I was like, please stop. <laughs> please stop, yeah. The, the point I'm trying to yeah. make. Got to pick the superstar he played with in Houston three times. Then wants to go play with his buddy Kevin Durant. He doesn't want to have to do everything himself. Then after that, as Russell Wilson throws another interception, Russell Wilson, this season cannot end soon enough. Rams up 31 to six, Jalen Ramsey with an interception on uh, on Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm just gonna ask you, what will make R- James Harden happy? He is now on a contender in the East. The ball is in his hands. To his credit, he's actually playing well, leading the NBA in assists right now. This just seems like a guy to me that is perpetually unhappy no matter what his situation is what would make James Harden happy as we now have a report from Woj that he'd consider going back to Houston there's nothing going to make him happy man because we're in an unhappy era of life we're in an unhappy era of society everybody wants to be unhappy and not satisfied with what they have man this is today's NBA player look what's going on in Atlanta with Trey Young Right? You have Nate McMillan, dude. Like someone that's got 40 years in this league, 30 years in this league, and you don't like him now. Now there's a beat. I mean, this, it, there's nothing that's going to make him happy. Like he is not going to win a championship. So this is just what he's going to continue to do because this is what these guys do in the NBA today. There's nothing that's going to make James Harden happy. And I'll be real with you, bro. It, it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't because it just is what it is. Yeah. It's like, what, why am I going to get mad at James Harden? Would you want to be like in Philly right now? We know what's going to happen in Philly. Their head coach is Doc Rivers. The discussion ends there. That's their head coach. As long as he's their head coach, just like I said when he was here in L.A. with the Clippers, as long as he is drawing up the X's and O's, you're a second round. Maybe you can get lucky and get to a conference finals. You're not winning a championship with him, and don't tell me about Boston. If I have to really explain to you guys what Boston really kind of was, then you don't know ball. It was also 15 years ago. Thank you. Like, come on. It's the same with, like, Russ Wilson. hate the bounce back to that. He won the Super Bowl. When was that, guys? Like, stop it. So, they, I, I don't even feel for the guy. I don't even feel bad or, or, or dislike what he's doing. He's just doing what these guys do today, man. Everybody wants to get unhappy and be, who's happy? 
So with the Warriors, I think that's it. Who are Boston, right? Or or Giannis? Everybody else wants to go or wants to go somewhere else. So I I don't know, man. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bang on Harden because I know enough people. If this story you know grow some legs and wills to it, I know enough people are gonna crush this guy. So I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I and I think that's just this world, like you said, that we live in. Where and sometimes like guys just by this point in their career, James Harden's 33, 34. He's shown you who he is and. Um, I don't think winning is a priority to him. It was funny. In the actual article that Woj posted, there was something about how he enjoys the quote-unquote culture of Houston. Yeah, we know I, what that is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't <laughs> think he's talking about the, the art district in the museums. I, I could be completely wrong. No, Maybe you're not. James Harden is uh, hanging out at museums on a, on a Saturday afternoon that nope. I don't know. So... They retired his jersey at one of them. Yeah, so that's the point. <laughs> and I think, you know, maybe you're giving me the right perspective on this. Maybe I shouldn't care so much. I, I do just look at, I think there's a, a certain guys in this league that it's all about the right things, all about winning, all about, um, cha- you know, all about being the best version of themselves they could be. Listen, you could criticize LeBron for whatever. He has left it all on the court for 20-plus years. Uh, yes, he has. Giannis is is on his way to being that guy. Ja Morant is on his way to being that guy. Kobe. Kobe, obviously, rest in peace. So, like, there are guys like that, and then... I think James Harden is just okay with being really good at basketball, Mm -hmm. but not being great. Clearly not being a champion if he's going to go back to Houston. I think Kyrie Irving has interests outside of basketball, and he just, being the greatest basketball player of all time, isn't his top priority. And so maybe that, and by the way, I think Kevin Durant's the opposite. I think Kevin Durant, he wants to be the best basketball player he can be, but he's just not a leader. He's a guy, you know, there's a lot of things. Absolutely, yeah. And so maybe maybe I am taking the wrong approach. Maybe that is just who James Harden is and who I need to accept him being, VJ. Absolutely, man. I let people be themselves. My grandmother, the great Amby Spearman, used to always tell me, you can't change people. So you let people just be who they are. and But you have to recognize who they are. DMX is famous for saying, when you see a snake, trust a snake to bite you. But just know that's a snake when you saw it. When you saw it, you knew it was a snake. You decided to still try to pick it up. So when it bites you, don't get mad at the snake. What's the famous Chris Rock uh, joke? That tiger didn't go crazy. That tiger went, went tiger. tiger. <laughs> that tiger went tiger. It's a tiger, bro. Like, so you don't know when it's going to snap. So with James Harden, it's, it's and it's not just being really good at basketball. It's also makes it making a pile of money while doing it. And I agree with you. I think there are pro athletes that really do get in it because they love to play. And they're cool with being really, really good. But a championship to them is like, okay, if I get one, great. But I'm going to stack this bread. I'm going to set up my family. I'm going to set up generational wealth. And I'm going to just ball. And I'm going to have fun. And I'm going to be a celebrity. And I'm gonna look. There's there's a lot of pro athletes that think that way. And I'm, I agree with you 100%. I think James Harden is that guy. Yeah, I think he would like to win a championship. But do you work to win a championship? Like, we know champions work, man. Like, when you hear these Kobe stories of his work ethic, you go, okay, yeah, no wonder why that guy won five championships, Jordan six. Like, the proof's in the pudding, man. Harden is who he is, and it, it doesn't bother me, man. I'll tell you what. We'll keep this conversation going. I have one other thought on it. Uh, sure. and we'll continue it. Before we do, though, let's throw it over the news desk. Kevin Wire, what's trending, Kevin? Well, it's the Rams and Broncos. They are in the third quarter, about five minutes into the second half, and it's the Rams with a big lead, 31-6. to The Rams got their first two touchdowns off of two quick Russell Wilson interceptions in the first quarter. Russell Wilson threw a third interception in the back of the end zone to begin the third quarter, and the Rams now driving with the football, 31-6, to about 10 and a half minutes to go in the third. Earlier today, the Packers went down to Miami to face the 
the Dolphins. Green Bay wins at 26-20. Green Bay scored 13 unanswered points in that second half. Tua Tagovailoa had two interceptions in that second half. Wrapping up the day's slate of games will be the Buccaneers and Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona. Kickoff for that one is set for 8:15 Eastern time. As for the NBA, the game of the day has made it to halftime. This one has lived up to the building. The billing. Celtics lead the Bucks 62-61 at the break. Jason Tatum with 19 points. Drew Holiday 13 points for Milwaukee. Earlier today, the Lakers and Mavericks squared off in Dallas. The Lakers led by 11 at the halftime break, but the Mavericks would outscore the Lakers by 30 points. Yeah, 30 points. The Mavericks had 41 points in the first half combined. They scored 51 in the third quarter, and they'd end up winning at 124 to 115. The first game of the day, the Sixers held off the Knicks 119-112. James Harden had 29 points and 13 assists. A couple more games coming up in the NBA. The Grizzlies will play the Warriors. The Suns and Nuggets will be the nightcap in Denver. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kevin Wyatt. This is Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Red Tone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky in for Dan Beyer and George Reister. This is the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky here on a Christmas day from the Fox Sports Radio TireRack.com studios. Keeping you updated, Kevin just told you, but the Rams have the ball up 31-6 to early in the f- third quarter. They are pulling away from the Broncos. Russell Wilson just threw an interception, and the NBA game is at half as well. So, VJ, I was th- so I was thinking about this uh, as we were just talking about James Harden. For people who missed the story that came out today, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that James Harden in the offseason, he has a player option for 2023-2024. He can obviously opt out and become a free agent this offseason, and that he would consider a return to Houston. And so I asked VJ, I said, you know, what would make James Harden happy? He said, he's just probably a perpetually unhappy guy. Um, and not everybody's wired to be Kobe or to be, you know, what we think Giannis or John Morant could be. John Morant will play in the uh, 8 p.m. Eastern game against the Golden State Warriors. Quick sidebar, you sound really in on John Morant. Is that a guy you're really thinking? I, I, well, I just think he has the, I think he has the want to. Like when I watch that guy, I don't question his love or passion for basketball. Hmm. And so I, I think those are the kind of guys that, um, you know, I, I, I think. Like I just think that 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 guy is going to get every ounce out of his natural ability, which he mm. has a lot of it. I do worry a little bit about the style of play. I mean, we know that that guys that play, frankly, as hard as he plays, take as many falls as he plays. It almost reminds me of Dwayne Wade. Like at a certain point, Dwayne Wade just played so hard and took so many big falls that he just wasn't the same, even by like early to mid thirties. That would be my concern with John Morant. What do you have thoughts on John Morant? Obviously, yeah, I know you yeah, do. and then as quick as I can. Yeah, no, no, no there's no, no quick. Yeah, um, if they're playing yeah, in an hour, think, so let's talk it. I, I think I think he's slightly overrated, and I'll tell you why. I, I feel like I've seen him before. Sure. He's nothing I haven't seen. Penny Hardaway, Derrick Rose, those the Russell, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I've seen this guy before. So if it was somebody that I hadn't seen, if it's something like I never saw, like the first time I ever laid eyes on Bo Jackson, okay, I know that could be apples to oranges, but the first time you saw Bo Jackson run football, you were like, what the hell is that? Like, where did where they make him? What factory did he come from? When I and when I and when I watch Ja, I, I see just a young, explosive, athletic player. But in a league, and we've talked about 
about this, where nobody plays defense, nobody boxes out, and you can't put your hands on anybody. So you can run up and down the court, guys, and just, you know, and go for yours and go get buckets and go get points and make it look great. My only knock to that is also, too, I think he plays hard because I have the feeling that he's building his off-the-court image. And I think when you go at it that way, then you're not really focused or has what it takes to, once again, Ken, do you have what it takes to be a champion? Or are you just going to be just a really, really good player who's already have two lower extremity injuries? Are you just going to be that guy? We're going to go, um, yeah, he could have been, man. Or, yeah, he was dope for that time. But, yeah, the 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 the, the dunks, the jumping, the coming down hard, the, the falling on the floor. It just took a toll on him. That's how I view him, so I can't look at him and go, yeah, he's going to win a championship one day. I look at him and go, yeah, he'll get to a conference finals. Do I ever think he could take the city of Memphis to an NBA finals? Hell no. He's going to have to leave there to go do it. He won't do it there. Well, the one thing I would say, and this is my big criticism of the NBA, besides every, besides everything that we are about to say, besides everything else we've mentioned. <laughs> no, I, I do think the NBA more than any other sport and I think this is society in general. We love to like build stuff up really quick and then tear it so down. So we can tear it down, yeah. And I think the NBA does its young guys a disservice where every six months it's a new guy, right? Like, And, I, and I've done this a million times. But remember that, that year that Donovan Mitchell was unbelievable in the playoffs? It's like, a Donovan Mitchell, he's next. Better watch out for Donovan Mitchell. Then it was Jason Tatum for a minute, and it's taken Jason Tatum Booker. two, three years. Devin Booker. Yeah. Luka. He was the next Kobe. Remember that? Yeah. He, he was, Devin Booker's the next Kobe. Remember that was said. Zion. Luka. Yeah. Ja Morant. LaMelo Ball. I feel it, the same way about Luka. Really? You Are you with Luka? Me too. Like, dude, well, I get it, but... It's really funny you say that. I remember being on air last year, and I, I went on this like this rant where it was like, you know, I just see all these. Well, I mean, he's already the best player in the league. It's like, can huh? he win a can he win a playoff series before we we crown him anything? And I know last year, obviously, they pulled off the upset against the Phoenix Suns to go to the uh, Western Conference Finals, and that's where I was like, okay, this is that dude. But I'm with you, man. Is the the only guy that that I feel. Like, the next 10 years, it's a wrap. He's here. Well, I, I think Tatum is right on the cusp of that. And Giannis. Giannis is the guy. Yeah, okay. Oh, Giannis is the guy. See, I think Giannis is the best two-way player in basketball. Right? I think he's the best player in the league. I'll also say this about Giannis. I do think we crowned him too early of two MVPs. Oh, he's the best. And it's like, but he, he's not delivering in the playoffs. He's not delivering in the games that matter. And then to his credit, in that run against the Suns, I mean, he even in the beginning of those playoffs, if you remember, and I know you were working here at Fox Sports Radio yeah. doing shows at the time, early in those playoffs, it was Chris Middleton that they were going to in crunch time. Yep. And then by the end, Giannis is like, no, I'm that dude, and it took a minute and he got there. By the way, another guy that we've hyped up way too much too soon, Trey Young, who, who we mentioned a minute ago, yeah, who yeah. may be the next guy to demand a trade. So that's my knock okay. on the NBA is I, I just think we go so far to like let these guys develop at their own pace. I actually like that opinion. That that's true. The league the league changes faces every six weeks. Yes. And that's a lot for twenty million dollar nineteen, twenty, twenty one, even twenty four, twenty five, twenty six year olds. That's a lot for them. Even Tatum, we can look at Tatum and go, yeah, Tatum's that guy. But Tatum also disappeared in the finals, guys. He disappeared huh? in the finals last year. Like well, there they, were there were stretches he just couldn't score. He wasn't that he's supposed to average like 31 32 in the finals, bro. Well, and he did it. Think about Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum comes in that year one. He goes to the 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 conference finals, puts up like 49 or something in a game All against the way to a LeBron. Game seven, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, oh, I mean, it's a wrap. Jason Tatum's there. He's arrived. And it's like, well, Jason Tatum's now in year six in the NBA, and I think he's just now turning into that dude. And by the way, 
That's not an insult. That's an incredible accomplishment that he could be one of the two, three best players in this league. And oh, by the way, he's still only 24 years old. He'll be 25 early in 2023. But that's my point is this league, everybody wants to crown everybody. It's like Jason Tatum, we tried to crown him when he was 19. He's 25, about 24, about to be 25. He's just finally getting there. Giannis, he won MVPs in the regular season because he's the only guy that plays every single night hard yeah, as hell yeah. for 82 games. Defensive player of the year, too. And so now Giannis, I believe, is that guy. And I believe Jason Tatum is right there. Like you said, I understand that Luka does incredible things, uh, you know, in moments and this and that. Show me consistent playoff runs. Same with Ja. LaMelo Ball. I love his game. I've known LaMelo. You know, people know this about me at Fox Sports Radio. I've known Melo since he was 13 years old. Love that kid. I want to see him be that guy. But can we let him get there before we just crown him? Same with Ja. Same with Luka. Same with Trey Young. Same with whoever. By the way, same with whoever's coming in next year. Now it's Paolo Bancaro. Next year it'll be somebody else. Let's just. I do think Pablo's legit. I Pablo's do. It's, it, it's, it's early, but just watch. And once you said when you when you put the film on and you take the commentating out of your head and you just watch a guy play, he does have the size. You know he's going to put on at least another ten to twelve pounds of muscle. He's already a thick, big guy. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, he's averaging more than what LeBron and KD average, and shooting a better field goal percentage at this point in his career than LeBron and KD was. So that that in itself, and I know we're at Christmas, I get it. But the kid is also you know still doing it with Tatum the. The only caveat I have to Tatum is he I I I I see way too much Tracy McGrady in him. And once again, that's not a knock, but that also means then you're just gonna be really great for a nice eight, nine year run. But are you ever gonna be able to go over the top and win a championship and be the guy that is the main cog of why you won that championship? That's my question about the names of those guys we just named. I take Zion. You mentioned Zion. I think Zion's legit. He just needs to keep his weight together and stay for, and stay and stay on the court. If he keeps his weight together and stay on the court, look out. I think Zion. I think Zion's legit. Legit. Oh, he's legit. Yeah, if he he's can keep legit. his weight together and yep, stay on the court, yep, that's stay the on the court. Yep. Fox Sports. But it's not his game. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky. That was a fun NBA conversation. I got yeah, a lot see? off my chest there. Now yeah. everybody thinks I hate the NBA. I actually, I love the NBA. I, we got to get to break. I, I Listen, I cover college hoops. I've seen a lot of these kids. I've known Paulo since he was a freshman in high school. Like, I think, I, I love seeing kids succeed. Yes. I just think they put too much too soon on these NBA players. One thing we is not... Sam's getting in my ear. You tripped me up. No. Coming up, it's Christmas Day, okay? We're going to talk about, speaking of overrated, who's overrated in the NBA, what's overrated about Christmas. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) 
Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Right, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Rams have kicked a field goal now up 34-6, to and they actually have the ball back and driving again. It is Christmas Day. We appreciate everybody who's listening across the country, getting in a lot of tweets. We'll get to some of those in Hour 3. But because it's Christmas Day, VJ, you know, we don't always have to be super serious, yelling about John Moran and screaming about Zion Williamson. Tearing down the National Basketball Association. Poor the NBA. You, taking a lot of strays from Torres and Husky today. With that said, though. Yes. Do we want to talk some Christmas? Yes. I and want to talk some Christmas. In the first hour, we talked about what we believe is the most underrated aspects of the Christmas holiday. Yes. Now, because we're not glasses half full, because we're Scrooges, Grinches, whatever you want to call us, we're going to talk about some of the most overrated things or uh, mine is more annoying than overrated <laughs> we'll get to my set mine in a minute but i'll start with you the most uh overrated thing about the christmas holiday in your opinion two quick ones man first one is that damn mariah carey song if you i hear that, that song yes okay, and i'm gonna keep saying it every time christmas comes up and we talk about something i don't like that's the first thing i'm going to identify is that stupid all i want for christmas that dumbass song and another one is more seriously. You know what is seriously overrated? Shopping early. Why? <laughs> Why are you shopping on Black Friday for Christmas? You should be shopping on Black Friday for stuff that you already needed in the summer and spring that you just couldn't afford to get. There's something that's be said about going out on the 23rd. I went out last night. I worked here last night and did a show. I, I left here. I went to the mall, guys. And just the rush and the music and the people and they're trying to close up. Man, you should see people scrambling around the store trying to get last minute things. And they're like, the store will be closing in five minutes. Please bring all your purchase. I, I just, it's so, it's so un, uh, overrated. It's shopping early. Wait till the last minute, guys, and get the get the good juices rolling. I will say, maybe I'll save that for my next year's most underrated. Okay. I actually do like going out the two, three days before Christmas and shopping and being around people and yes. everybody's in a good mood. They're a little stressed, but they're in a good they're mood. They're in a good mood. I agree with you on that. Uh, produce, uh, board Ops Sam. Iowa Sam, that's what they call you. I'm sorry. Man, it's okay. Iowa whatever Sam. you can call me. Uh, whatever I, I you was want. Got, okay. Iowa Sam's got me rattled today. He's getting my ear. <laughs> I'm no damn buyer, okay? Just saying. But go you ahead. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Okay, this is uh, another physical item, a tangible item. That giant red bow you see on the cars for. In, in Christmas commercials. Like, <laughs> like those things cost like a thousand dollars. I never see them in real That's life. Amazing. The giant red bow. Yeah. No one gets them in real life. Yeah. I don't even know where you get one. And it's like and uh, and then also just don't buy a car on Christmas. Like that's like a twenty thousand to a hundred thousand dollar gift. Like yeah. I don't know. I know they have sales, you know, and, and good deals for cars. No, they don't. But they just tell you that. They tell you that. They just tell you that. No, they don't. I, the red bow thing is just like it's all for show and commercials. I never see it in real life. <laughs> that's funny. Zay. I like that one. I was there. Yeah, that was one. a good one. Yeah. What you got, Ethan? All right. Well, I got um. Inflatable decorations. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I think that's taking it way too far. Like, it's one thing if you got lights in your front yard, but if you got inflatables that like are as big as your house, <laughs> yeah, like the fifty foot Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, it's like dude, that get you a, had the rope to your chimney so it doesn't blow over. People steal them now. <laughs> yeah, get a grip. I'm gonna. As a matter of fact, if I see any, I'm gonna go poke one later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm boycotting. That's a good one, man. I, I did I say like we're Scrooges. Uh, uh, Kevin Wyatt, what do you got, man? 
The most overrated part of the Christmas holiday is the fact that it's so long, like a month, six weeks. Totally agree. Like, it's a nice holiday. Don't get me wrong. I love being with family and celebrating everyone's company, but isn't like a week enough time? Do we have to really spend like a whole month, six weeks? Like, Christmas music here in Southern California started in like early November. I actually, I'm I'm with you on that, Kevin. I like Christmas too. I don't need the I don't need the Christmas music on November. It's 30. starting before Halloween now. Oh, so give me yeah. give me your give me your distance, before guys. Halloween. Yeah. Three days, four days. Like how how long does Christmas feel to you? Three I'd or four say, weeks. I would say the two weeks before Christmas is when I personally get, okay, get two excited. Weeks. Okay. So okay. if like if Hanukkah's eight days, what is it like a month? Because if Christmas is just a day and you're making it four to five days, can I make Hanukkah like a month? Because it's eight days. I don't know. Yeah, it's just no, Hanukkah case. is eight days and Thanksgiving's a day. Christmas is more of a spirit and an energy. Yeah. All right. Here, here, mine. What you got? I, I'm mostly annoyed. These people. Okay, so we've all watched Home Alone. Love it. Everyone always wants to know, what did Kevin's dad do to be able to afford all those trips for all those people in that huge house? And every year I see a theory that is worse than the last year about, oh, he's in the mob. He knows this guy. This is why Kevin disappeared. This is why Uncle Frank did this. All of them are dumb. None of them are original or funny. How about this? It's a fun family movie about a kid being left home by accident and then being left in New York again by accident. There's no greater meaning... Peter McAllister isn't in the mob. Let's just enjoy Home Alone for what it is. Really I know what he did. I know what he did Am for a living, though. No, you're not crazy. But what he did, he worked at a toy store, and he actually got mad because his girlfriend broke up with him to mess with some guy that was a kid and turned into an adult. '80s movie reference for you guys right there. You guys are you that, want movie big. That's big. Yeah. That's not Home Alone. I hate Home Alone conspiracy <laughs> theories. We're not doing that in hour three. More Fox Sports Red Zone Radio coming up. Welcome in everybody. Hour three, Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Dan Byer, George Reister are out for the afternoon. Hope they're enjoying their Christmas. Dan Byer and I will actually be back on tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern uh, Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Poor Russell Wilson <laughs> taking another sack. Rams up 41-6 to six in this one. We're going to get back to that one in a minute. But Pull we are, them out the gang. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. As I said, this is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, uh, a team that has not found the red zone very much today, VJ Husky, the Denver Broncos. They are down 41-6. to six in the fourth quarter to a Rams team that's basically not even trying to win right now. I mean, they are because they don't have draft picks, so there's no reason for them to really tank. But at the same time, the Rams are obviously playing at this point, what is it, their their fourth different quarterback this year? Matthew Stafford, Wolford, Bryce Perkins. Now Baker Mayfield is in. Um, the season is a loss for the Rams, yet they are beating the Denver Broncos 41-6. to Let me just ask you this. Yeah. Who like like what is the biggest like if we're doing a blame pie in terms of what's gone wrong in Denver? Oh, I like blame pie. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite Delicious. Christmas pies. Yeah, coconut cream. Oh my god, banana. I love, I love blame pie. and blame pie. Yes, let's go. What percentage would you get, Dan, Daniel Hackett? Because I I said when we were hosting on Friday, I said, listen, if I was the Broncos, I would fire him just because I don't think you can bring him back. You did. You you were not as vocal about blaming Nathaniel Hackett. How much blame do you think Nathaniel Hackett gets for this disaster in uh, in Denver right now? It's less than fifty percent because he's a first year head coach, 
and there and you, the front office, he didn't ask for Russell Wilson. You, the front office, brought him in. He didn't go to you and ask you to give him a deal that you can't get out of now, at least for three years, without it being hard as hell to do or making it real ugly or some type of arbitration that would have to get involved. You went and did that. So you can't put this on me. The fourth and let's go back to the first night of the season. The fourth and five or fourth and seven or whatever in the in the longest field goal in the history of that guy's career that, that tried and kicked it, which had the distance, it just went right. I came on air and I said, he didn't let Russell Wilson take a fourth down play because he didn't trust him to take mm-hmm. that fourth down play. He trusted a kicker that could actually still win the game and that he felt, hey, look, it's his, it will be his longest make in his career. Balls kind of fly and tend to, you know, fly longer here in Mount High. Hell, let's let's go. I don't trust this guy right here. You gave me him. I thought I was coming into a different quarterback when I got hired. You made a trade and brought this guy in. So, I'm not blaming Nathaniel Hackett. I know people want to butcher him, but he look what he's stuck with. He's stuck with Russell Wilson now and we see Russell Wilson's no good so to me it's definitely got to be below 50% but you are the head coach you have made some young head coaching mistakes this year so there is some blame to go for him so if I got to put a percentage 25% goes to Nathaniel Hack. 25 to 28% goes to Nathaniel Hackett. The other percentage, uh, I'm not good at math, the other percentage points <laughs> up to 50% is to the front office and then the other 50% is Russell Wilson. All right, so 28% Nathaniel Hackett, yes. 50% Russell Wilson. Yes. Which would mean that that would be, if my math is correct, 22% to would the front go office. To the front office. Absolutely. Okay. So, real quick, a couple thoughts here. One, I do think you didn't inherit Russell Wilson, or, or you didn't necessarily want Russell Wilson. Remember, if you remember at the time, they hired Nathaniel Hackett. He comes from Green Bay. Everybody thinks that's where Aaron Rodgers yes, is going to go. Yes, that was the big story, yeah. And so he gets he gets Russell Wilson. But what I would also say is that if you want to put all the blame on Russell Wilson, last year, in a season where he was injured and missed several games, still finished with a 65% completion percentage. This is Russell Wilson, 25 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Right now, Russell Wilson is completing 60% of his passes, coming into today 11 touchdowns and 6 interceptions, and he's thrown, I think, 2 to 3 interceptions on the day today. So, I guess what I would say is a couple things. One, and I know we talked a lot about the NBA in the last hour, but we we, we see this all the time in the NBA. Uh, Superstar is unhappy. You can't you don't want to trade the superstar. You can't, in some cases, because of a contract, trade the superstar. So the coach has to be the fall guy, whether he should be or not. So that's one. Is That's why I think you kind of got to get rid of him. But two, I'm, I have a hard time blaming... Now, I think Russell Wilson was maybe a little bit overrated coming in, as we discussed last hour. But I also sit there and say he was completing 65% of his passes last year. He did throw 25 touchdowns and six interceptions. And so where I get concerned... Nathaniel Hackett's supposed to be the offensive guru. Nathaniel Hackett's supposed to be the offensive guy. It'd be one thing if you hired Sean McDermott, Lovey Smith, Mike Tomlin, somebody with a defensive background, and he's just not meshing with Russell Wilson. But when you, the offense is supposed to be your baby, the offense is supposed to be your area of expertise, mm-hmm. and you are as bad as they are this year, that is why if I'm cutting a piece of blame pie, I'm putting the, the, the higher percentage on Nathaniel Hackett. You know, I, and I can't do that because you are the offensive guy, but you don't have a good quarterback and you don't have a running back to turn the hand the ball to. That's big. You got to have a quarterback even being an offensive guy. 
You got to have a quarterback. He doesn't have one. Until he gets one, we're not going to be able to see if he's a true head coach offensive guru as uh, Russell Wilson just hits Jerry Judy down the left sideline. Looks like it gets down into, I would say, about the 11-yard line. This is Red Zone Radio. They're finally in the Red Zone. (laughs) Make it at first and 10. Fourth quarter, 8.55 left. Still 41-6 to in this game. But, you know, and it's cool to see guys still out here busting their hump, not trying to sit on the sideline like I'm done for the day. There's a passion and there's a competitive spirit that comes with this. But back to Hackett, he doesn't have a quarterback and he's on like his fourth or fifth running back those are two really important positions when you're an offensive minded guru head coach and once he gets that then I think you can you can judge him but if you want to fire him real quick you said once he gets that yeah he's stuck with Russell Wilson I he, think I think Russell Wilson's got a hundred million guaranteed still owed to him. He's stuck with him, but that doesn't mean you can't find another running back. Yeah, that's fair. That's I fair. mean another quarterback. Excuse me. He's stuck oh. with him, but it doesn't mean that you can't find another quarterback. Russ just might Russ might just be on the bench. He could be a backup if they could somehow get a better quarterback in this offense. Because firing Nathaniel Hackett, if we could touch that for a second. Okay, you fire Nathaniel Hackett. Where are you going? Who are you bringing in? Like, what, are we looking for the next wonder kid that we kind of don't know about yet? And you're not going to hire a defensive-minded coach. You're going to need an offensive-minded coach. Who are you hiring? And Sean Payton already said he's not going to wear a code, so he's off the table. That's that's why I believe you can't fire him. It's the same with the Raiders and, and, and uh, Josh McDaniels. Everybody wants him fired, and I was so glad that the owner came out and said, guys, look, Rome went built in a day. It's one year. I, I can't fire a guy that I'm going to have to pay. I'm not doing it. Carolina's paying Matt Rule $38 million, and he's the coach in Nebraska. Like, I, you can't fire this guy. That would be so silly. You're bringing another coach in what? Russ is still bad, Aaron. That's that's the point I'm making. How dare you? Russell Wilson has just thrown a touchdown pass. <laughs> they, uh, they have scored a touchdown in SoFi Stadium. They have cut the lead. To forty-one to twelve, and they're going for two. VJ, they ain't yeah. just taking that extra point. And I expect them to. And also, too, we just got a glimpse of the fans. There's a lot of Bronco fans that came out for this game because LA people that don't live in LA that don't know, there's a lot of Bronco fans in this town. And I guess that's the go against the uh, the go against the Raiders. I grew up in the DMV. There's Cowboy fans and, and Eagle fans and Giants fans, and it's the Washington Commanders, you know, area. So I guess that's the same thing here in LA. But you know, it's this, this Bronco team, man. You can't fire the coach. You might have to run it back with Russ and just hope that maybe what maybe this year was an anomaly. It was just kind of this weird one season, and he still got some of that Seattle let Russ cook juice still left in him. But you can't fire Hackett, guys. You guys want to fire coaches so fast? It's you can't. You, you, you just can't. There was, by the way, a penalty on Jalen Ramsey pass interference on the two point conversion. So uh, yeah, Denver's going to get the ball right on the goal throws line. Throws it to the ground. Huh? <laughs> I mean, it, I, I'm not saying it was a bad call. I'm just he, saying. he thought it was, though, is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, he he's looking at the ref. It's like, dude, you grabbed and, sl- and like, turned him around and threw him to the ground. It's pass interference, Jalen. Goodness gracious. Really quickly as the pass is incomplete, so there will be no two-point. Oh, another flag! And I think we're going to get a second pass interference. This is really compelling football here, people. 41-12, to 12, the Rams are up. Denver desperately trying to cut the lead. Nail-biter. To 27 instead of 20, 28. Uh, really quick, early game. Broncos and uh, Broncos. Dolphins and Packers. Yeah. You're the Dolphins guy. Let's discuss that one really quick because I am curious sure. from your perspective. Four straight loss for the Dolphins. They still do control their own playoff destiny. They play at New England this weekend and then they they host the Jets to end the season. They got to get back on track though, quick. 
Yeah, and I'm glad you went back here, man. One of our followers uh, that tweets and follows the show a lot, man, my man Elon.eht tweeted about an hour ago that I if I if this was any other team, I'd be killing them. First of all, that's not true because I don't kill every team. But I, I'm, I'm basically telling you guys the truth about Miami. They still control their own destiny. There's a piece of me that looks at this, my team, that looks at them and go, okay, they look like they're playing like they know they have a little bit of house money, but I'm not agreeing with that. That's very dangerous to do, especially going into New England. If they don't won today's game, I'd have said, we'll beat New England by 14. I now don't know if Miami's going to win that game at New England. Is that is that dogging my team enough for some of you listeners out there? Like, I'm just calling it what it is. It is, but I do think that they have the feel of this team that knows that man, we still got two games to win. They could possibly just go one and one in these last two and still make the playoffs. Once again, I think it's a dangerous way to play, but I do feel watching them today, that's what it looked like. As far as Tua goes, I didn't think Tua played bad. I just thought he threw three bad WTF passes where everyone's like, oh, dude, what'd you, like, what'd you see there? You haven't been that bad this year. Like, what's what's up? And earlier in the game, you were on. You were hitting everybody. Uh, Mike Gesicki showed up today. We haven't seen him. He went three weeks without a catch with only two targets for three straight weeks. He he pops up today with a 24-yard uh, reception. So I, I think they got to get back on track. But then also, too, last but not least, I think this is a call-out Mike McDaniel moment. You, you've got to change some of your play calling. I don't think, oh, the Dolphins have been figured out. They haven't been figured out. He needs to make better play calling decision. Third and one, don't throw a fade to Tariq Hill, one-on-one. Third and one, give it to the back where you already have accumulated 120 yards on the ground. I just don't get that part of it. I think he's still trying to prove he can make Tua what people think Tua is or dispel what people think Tua isn't, and I think that's getting in the way of his play calling. Good analysis by VJ there as the Dolphins blow a 20-10 to lead. They lose to the Packers, four turnovers, three Tua interceptions. Coming up, there is still one game left on the schedule. That's right, Bucks Cardinals. We will discuss that next. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Welcome back, everybody. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, jamming out to his favorite Christmas yeah. song. Yeah. Courtesy of Board Up, Chris. Back to back days. You want you want some smoke, Chris? You want you want to go to war? Uh-oh. You want to go to war, Balake? You want to go to war? 
I hate that skit. Are you, you know? kidding me? Because <laughs> AA Ron, I get that nonstop. But that's but dude, like so okay. for yeah, I, I, it doesn't bother me. Martin, who my partner Martin and VJ, you guys catch us Saturdays four to seven here at West Coast at Fox Sports Radio. He's in the studio because he'll be filling in on the next show. He doesn't like when people go Martin Mar- See, from, the, from, you, the Martin. TV, from the TV show. But that means, bro, that but you're connected to something legendary. You're collected. You're connected. Like VJ's nothing. It's just me. Like, no one's going to come up and have a jingle for me. You guys got jingles and you got a funny clip joke. I mean, I, I feel you guys, no, but, okay. you know, the, yeah. I mean, the first person, by the way, that ever told me about that clip, Fox Sports Radio's Mike Hill. Mike Hill was like, oh, Aaron, A-Ron, what's up, man? And I was like, oh, that's that's a clever name. He's like, dude, you never seen the Key and Peele? And this was right after it dropped. So, shout out Mike Hill. I hope he's having a good Christmas. You see I just him. text Mike. I hope. How's yeah, he doing? He's doing good. He's, he's doing good. great because I just saw him on FS1 up here uh, halftime at the Creighton game. So I text him, "You're looking fresh, man. You're looking real fresh in your, uh, you know, your holiday suit." He was like, "Appreciate it," but that was taped. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I thought you were over at the studio." So yeah, Mike's Mike say he's probably the number one mentor I've had in this industry since I started. Wow, I thought I was no big deal. Nah, back to Connecticut. See, I beat you. see, this this is why I have Chris play all the songs that you hate. So Fox Red Zone Radio, Air <laughs> Torres, VJ Husky, and this is the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate presented by the Big Green. Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a big green egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com. Uh, we are coming down to the final few minutes, thankfully. By the way, Russell Wilson, they finally mercifully pulled him out of the game. Brett Rippon is in. Los Angeles Rams up 44-14 to at SoFi Stadium. Uh, unbelievable. But I saw his uncle win a Super Bowl. Isn't that his uncle, Mark Rippon, formerly of the Washington Redskins, that won that Super Bowl? I think it might be. It I'm is. Not really yeah, he's sure. related. No, he is. Oh, wow. And he goes, throws a pick six going the other way. Can he catch him? Uh, he's not going to get him. Well, Mark Rippon, or excuse me. By the way. Rippon, the kid Rippon, the backup, just threw a pick six. So. Real quick. Completely unrelated. So we saw Mark Rippon try to chase down uh, the, the corner that picked it. Did you see that Mac Jones play yesterday with Eli Apple? Yeah, yeah, that what dirty. What was that about? Dirty? Yeah, it was dirty. obviously. Wh- wh- did Mac Jones try? Like, I, I might have missed the news cycle. Did Mac Jones try to explain what he was doing? No. Because it just looked like a nasty, dirty play from a, a dirty guy. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Grayson Allen. Ah. <laughs> he reminds me of Grayson Allen, a dirty player who tries to act like he has no idea what he's doing. Everyone in this studio here today plays some form of athletic competition sport in your life. You know exactly everything you're doing out there when you're doing it. Everybody motion. And if you go back, of course, people are putting montages together and posting it on Twitter. You can just go up and down Twitter this morning and you can see all the plays. You guys remember the two slides in Chicago in the Chicago game? No quarterback slides and then sticks his foot up to the groin of the defender. And then he tried to trip the guy like he's done this before and I'm just trying to feel I'm, I'm trying to figure out where's the smugness entitlement of Mac Jones where's this coming from bro you're not certified yet oh yeah he is because Tannenbaum sat on TV and said he was an MVP candidate in August so maybe that's it but dude that was dirty and then people are trying to take up for oh he's trying to take that guy out so that he doesn't catch his guy to block the guy uh, from from score to touch like bro they're 10 yards behind that play you do not do that. That's dirty, man. I'll tell you what. A former Patriots quarterback by the name of Tom Brady is playing later tonight. We'll discuss that in a minute. But I want to stick with the Patriots for a second. Jason Martin and I discussed this on our show yesterday. Okay. Patriots lose to the Bengals 22-18. to But if you watch the game, it wasn't really competitive. Okay, Pick six return for a touchdown for the Patriots. Then they have this weird Hail Mary where the ball gets tipped from one receiver to another. They, they couldn't move the ball at all. Under 250 yards of total offense. 
And I heard our buddy Colin Cowherd host on obviously Fox Sports Radio Monday through Friday, you know, twelve, you know, noon Eastern time. And he said that he thinks after this year, Robert Kraft is going to have to have a sit down with Bill Belichick and say, like, if you're not doing some, if you're not changing some things up, we can't have you back. Basically saying we know you're a legend. But Robert Kraft is a businessman, and he's trying to run a business that's successful. And right now, Bill Belichick isn't putting the Patriots in the best position to have success with Matt Patricia and uh, uh, Joe Judge, obviously, uh, kind of behind the offense right now. Where are you at on the Patriots? Because what I will say, Belichick's a legend. I don't know that I think that he's getting forced out. Meetings every Monday and Tuesday early in the morning. I get all that. But when it's game time, X's and O's, who's Brady talking to? Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. Who's Brady sitting with and dealing with? Josh McDaniels. He doesn't have neither one of those guys. You have Matt Patricia, Mr. Pencil in the Air backwards hat, who thought it was okay in Detroit to show up for your introductory press conference dressed that way. I'm not all for, you know, suit this, suit that, but at least just for the first hour, bro. Throw a suit on and comb your hair, put some products in Even gel. Dan Campbell and, put on a suit. Exactly. Talking about biting kneecaps. And was talking about biting kneecaps, but he had a suit on. He had a Detroit Lions color suit, like just for just for five hours, bro. And then you could go back to the hoodie and the backwards cap and just be who you are. But you have to kind of know and read the room. And I don't think that Belichick right now is reading the room. Or let me spin it this way, Aaron. Maybe he does know. And it's like, dude, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't. We don't have the coaching. I don't have the the horses. Remember the year they had Cam Newton? He came out and said we didn't have any money, guys. Hmm. We didn't have any money, okay? Like, and there's years we've been able to spend money. We had to give Cam. He put it out there. Goes, look what Cam signed for. We didn't have any money, ladies and gentlemen. So I have to deal with what what I have. And maybe he's feeling like that right now. Listen, I'll get some new coaches in, but right now, this one year, I got to kind of deal with what I got. And he still got him at a 500 football club. Bill Belichick still in New England. Tom Brady, of course, in Tampa Bay, and he will be playing here at the top of the hour. We discuss. Bucks cards next. Before we do, though, final time for this show. Throw it over the news desk. Kevin Wyatt, what's trending? Well, they've reached the two-minute warning in Los Angeles, and this has just been an ugly game for the Broncos. Russell Wilson had three interceptions, so they pulled him and put in let Brett Ripley in. They decided to let it Ripley in, and the results were the same. He threw a pick six. 51-14 to 14 is the Rams' lead over the Broncos. They are at the two-minute warning. Earlier today, the Packers played the Dolphins in Miami, and after trailing 20-13 to 13 at the break, they scored 13 unanswered to win it 26-20, helped by two second-half interceptions by Tua Tugavailoa. Coming up in about 45 minutes or so will be the last day, uh, last game of the day in the NFL. The Buccaneers and Cardinals squaring off in Glendale, Arizona. In the NBA, the big matchup of the day is winding down under four minutes to go, and the Celtics really pulling away in this one. They're up by 18 over the Bucks, 126 to 108. Jason Tatum over the 40 mark. He has 41 points on the afternoon. Earlier today, the Lakers and Mavericks got together in Dallas, and Los Angeles was up by 11 at halftime. However, the Mavericks would outscore the Lakers 51-21. to The Mavericks had just 41 points in the first half combined, but would score 51 just in the third quarter and would outscore the Lakers by 30 as they would end up winning it 124-115. to couple more games coming up in the NBA. We'll have the Grizzlies and Warriors as well as the Suns and Nuggets wrapping things up on this Christmas evening. Back to you guys. Thank you, Kevin Wyatt. This is Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Radio. Red Zone Radio, Aaron Torres and VJ Husky in for Dan Beyer. 
and George Reister. Dan and George will be back next week. Got a little tussle in the Celtics and Bucks game. We'll try to keep an eye on that, get you some information. Looks like there was a T. Giannis got kind of knocked down. We'll keep you updated on that. Well, Smart and Giannis's brother are going at, like, I can lip read, and it doesn't sound like meet me for a cup of coffee after the game. Uh, Smart's pointing to the, you know, back, like, you know, meet me back there. Like, that thing got a little, got a little pretentious there, got a little intense there. It looked like really quick, um, Jalen Brown set kind of a hard moving screen and then knocked Giannis down. He got up, shoves Jalen Brown, and then Marcus Smart, you know, he's not afraid to. You know, keep himself. Oh no! It looks like actually Giannis was the one setting the screen. Yeah. Jalen Jalen Brown bowled him over, and Giannis wasn't happy with that. So, and then a bench is kind of get because it's right there close to that side. Look, smart. There's this. See, smarts over in smarts over in the bench. Look, he's in oh, bullhoser's face. Is. Look at him. So Marcus Smart yeah. is now in the cell in the Bucks bench. Excuse me, right next to Budenholzer, as VJ just said. Uh, uh, what is it? Theonis, Thanasis, Thanasis, and Ted yeah. Cupo. I actually watched super random. I watched. They had the movie, like the Disney movie, yeah, on was TV it good? yesterday. It was really good. Yeah, awesome. It's just it, awesome. you know, good. and we talked about the NBA earlier, and I was very critical. But I will say, Giannis, his story is just unbelievable. Yeah. What that entire family had to overcome, uh, but. Right now, this game is coming down to the wire. As Kevin just told you, 126-108 Boston leads, uh, but it is getting feisty with three minutes left. Uh, two more NBA games after this, and the Rams-Broncos, mercifully, has just went final. Final <laughs> at SoFi, 51-14. to Yes, the Denver Broncos gave up 51 points to Baker Mayfield and the Los Angeles Rams. That was the second of three games. And then, of course, uh, you know, a little over an hour from now, we will have uh, the first snap of the third game of the day, the Tampa Bay Bucks traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals. I don't really want to break down this game, VJ, like, but, but I guess what I would ask you, what does the next year look like for Tom Brady? Because we have, obviously, we know well and good that he, of course, has a job you know, with us at Fox. No big deal. We'll be rubbing elbows with Brady you know, whenever he decides to retire. <laughs> but, you know, I was one that really early in the year, I said, okay, this is it for Brady. You know, he's not coming back. But the divorce is official. There's no family to go back to. And it does feel like every week there's kind of a new rumor about Brady next year, whether it be with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, whether it be, uh, you know, the latest is kind of does Vegas make sense? We heard that Dana White story a few months back about how he almost signed with Tampa. Or almost Dana with, said he had the deal done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dana said he had it done. Well, I'll tell you, Jason Martin and I were on air when that story broke. And I think in real time, we didn't realize how big it was. Yeah. Um, but Dana White said it was done to go to the Raiders, and John Gruden messed it up. And then on top of that, we have the San Francisco rumors. Obviously, he's always linked to your Dolphins because of the Stephen Ross ties. What does the next year look like for Tom Brady in your eyes? Because keep in mind, I don't think he's coming back to Tampa as they get set to play here later this evening. I would absolutely like to see Tampa right off into the sunset, go back home, and play for the San Francisco 49ers. I would actually like to see that. I don't want to see him go back to New England, and I don't want to see him in Tampa anymore. I think they need to move on from Tampa. I think he did what he was supposed to do in Tampa. He won them a Super Bowl, and they won it at home, and you know they'll always have that thanks to Tom Brady. There's no point in returning back to the cold northeast up there where they, we get those nor'easters. You and I both lived in Connecticut for years. You grew up there. I was there for seven, eight years. He doesn't need to go back to that. Go to San Francisco. He went from San Mateo, California. Go back 
back home, man, and 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 play where you you know your idol Joe Montana played, and you have weapons. You got who wants some of Debo Samuel there. You you got Chris Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. You have George Kittle at the tight end position. You have a great young budding defense. And you have a great system and a great quarterback friendly coach. And Kyle Shanahan, it it works. I that's where. I see Tom Brady. I would love to see him go out there and pull that off. I will throw this wrench out there that I feel can happen too, and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's because of his connections to Josh McDaniel. Now, some people will say, you're crazy. No, not I'm not crazy. You guys are the ones telling me Derek Carr's done there. You guys have been wanting Carr gone for forever. So don't tell me I'm crazy. You guys already want to get rid of the guy. And it fits. Receiver, tight end, defense, young running back. I mean, you know, those are the two teams I see right there. Or I can see Tom retiring. I don't think he will, but I don't think anybody would knock him other than our good friend Rob Parker here at Fox Sports Radio from The Odd Couple. He'll be the only guy to jump on it. But I I think everybody else will stand up and clap and say, Thank you for the twenty plus years that you gave us. Tom. Well, I, I think it's. I'm. I guess I'm in the opposite perspective of Rob. I, I do hope he retires. Not because I don't love watching him play, but this year he is just clearly not bad. the same guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know how much of it is personal life bleeding into his professional life. But look, he's forty five years old. We get it. He's old, and now I'll say this, I think he looks a little feeble. I, I, you know, I don't think he looks healthy. He looks skinnier than he's ever looked. I don't, and I just. I look at the whole situation, I say, he is a legend, nothing is ever going to take away from his career, but remember, what were the goals, right? It was to play as long as you could, but it was to play till you're 45, which he did. Yep. It was to prove Bill Belichick wrong, which he did. Yep. And I know you filled in many times with Arnie Spann here, I hosted with Arnie for years, and we talked about this, I think it was right around his unretirement, because I was somebody that said, the man has stated, I want to play until I'm 45, yep. and, and I'm not here to get into his personal life, whatever, and I know some things maybe we didn't know at the time, but I remember saying at the time, I was like, if you're the greatest quarterback of all time, and you've been saying that you want to play till 45, it doesn't make sense to retire at 44, and I didn't blame him for unretiring, but now he's done it. He's reached beyond every goal that is ever imaginable. I don't want to see him bounce around as this mercenary going from one place to the other to the other. Maybe this one works. Maybe that one works. I hope uh, you know. I, I hope this is the end. Of, this is the end in Tampa. I hope this is the end for Tom. I hope he comes and joins us at Fox and has a productive uh, post NFL career. As 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 a man of of marriage and family and children and married men with children and family of and been with a young lady for a long period of time will feel me right now. When you say I don't want to get into his personal life, yeah, we don't have to get into his personal life, but I think every man knows when things are ruffling in your relationship, it will affect you when you step outside your home. Sure. Period. And if you haven't faced it yet, just wait till it comes one day, young man. Trust there's going to be a day that something's going to be in flux in your home. And you're in, and when you get to work, you think you're okay? You think you, when you drove to work and you got your Starbucks and got your A McMuffin on the way in and listened to your music and all, you got your fresh suit on and you walk into that building, trust me, something's off and you will feel it. And I think that's what we saw. We're seeing with Tom Brady. The man, is, the man doesn't have his family. The man doesn't have his family. Right. I don't care about all the other stuff we're seeing and the, he's moved on, she's moved on. I'm a man. I know this for a fact. When you lose your family, it will affect you. I've seen it a thousand times in my lifetime with pro athletes, people I don't know, celebrities, and people that I do know. So I think that was a big part of it. And But why retire now? That's my point. I think one more year and you don't want to use him as a mercenary? Well, not a mercenary. I think the Raiders thing would be cool because it's the Raiders and it's Tom Brady, and I think the San Francisco thing would be cool because it's the Niners and it's, you know, it's Joe Montana. It's all the history there. You know, I think that would open the door for the Niners being really exciting. Even though they're a good football team right now, I don't know how exciting 
they are. Well, and to, to kind of put a bow on this is that that is one, one thing that you said that I do agree with is when you don't have your family, like a lot of people thought, well, you know, now that he's going through this divorce, I mean, he's got to retire. It's like, I think it's the opposite. It, exactly. You don't have any kids to come home to. You yeah. don't have a wife to come home to. Yeah. You're coming home to, to an empty go mansion. Yeah, you're coming home. You know, and listen, you could have all, it's it's cliche, but it's true. You could have all the money in the world. But if everything that you care about, if, if that's all gone outside of football, and f- football is the one thing that's going to keep you busy and productive so you don't have to sit in that empty mansion all day, and I know I know he'll be working um, you know, in media. but I, I, Not I, the same. Yeah, I do think that I'm with you is that I, I think he's somewhere next year. I just don't know where. Fox Sports, Red Zone Radio, Aaron Torres, and VJ Husky. One segment left. Of course, you know what's coming up next. It's the Fox Football Sunday MVPs. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Oh, Aaron Torres, VJ Husky, filling in for Dan Beyer and George Reister. We're coming to an end to the show. Two NFL games in the book, books, one coming up. And as Dan and George do every Sunday around this time, it is time for Fox Football Sundays. MVPs. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Jaguars and Jets. Trevor keeps it on his own read, tries to get to the corner, dies for the end zone, touchdown. WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio. Bills and Bears. Line of scrimmage is the uh, Bears 27-yard line. Snap to Josh, gives it to Cook. Sails over the right side, has first down yardage and more. Inside the 10, inside the 5, touchdown Buffalo. WGR 550, Bills Radio Network. Saints at Browns. Snap by Dalton. They do get it off. Kamara, middle of the field, breaks away. Kamara takes it in for the touchdown. And wow, that usually does not happen. WWL Saints Radio Network. <laughs> Texans at Titans. Davis gets the snap. Looking, stepping to his left. Mills throwing to the end zone. Caught by Brandon Cooks. 
Touchdown, Houston! Texans Radio Network. Seahawks at Chiefs. Mahomes reads it, moves to his right, keeps the ball in his right hand, trying to stay alive. Dies for the far front pylon. Did he get it? Are they going to give it to him? Touchdown! Kansas City! 106.5 The Wolf and the Chiefs Radio Network. Giants at Vikings. Joseph with a big leg and Merry Christmas, Minnesota Vikings fans. The Vikings have beaten the Giants 27-24. It's Joseph from 61. KFAN Minneapolis and the Vikings Radio Network. Bengals at Patriots. Mac Jones back to throw. He's going to gun it deep downfield. Oh, find the ball. Oh, baby. Incomplete. No penalty play. No. And that is Coffin Nails. Bam, bam, bam. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Bengals Radio Network. Lions and Panthers. Foreman, the running back, the snap. Give to Foreman. Cuts it back. Weak side into the end zone. Touchdown, Carolina. 99-7 the Fox. Panthers Radio Network. Falcons and Ravens. Huntley out of the shotgun in the empty backfield. Lobs in the back of the end zone. Looking for Demarcus Robinson. He makes the catch. Touchdown, Ravens. 98 Rock Ravens Radio Network. Commanders at 49ers. Ray Ray goes in jet sweep motion, orbit motion. They give it to him on a handoff back. Turns the corner down the sideline. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Eagles at Cowboys. Snap to Prescott. Looking right, looking middle. Throwing right. Touchdown, CD Lamb. The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. <laughs> Raiders at Steelers. Intercepted. Cam Sutton takes it away from Hunter Renfro. And this is 5-5 ball game. WDVE 102.5 FM Steelers Radio Network. Packers at Dolphins. Snap to him, looking right. Heaves it right side. Intercepted! Intercepted by Rasul Douglas. And there is your dagger! 97.3 The Game. WRNW Packers Radio Network. Broncos at Rams. Baker looking to respond from his first incompletion. Here comes the blitz. He throws as he's hit. He's hit me again! Rams Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Gibbles for everybody! This is Fox Football Sunday. That was Fox Football Sunday's MVPs. Credit producer Ricky in the back doing an excellent job on that. Uh, Week 16 is just about in the books. By the way, VJ, who you got tonight as the Bucks get ready to play the Cardinals here in a minute? Man, do I even have to, like, do I got to pick one, man? Um... Of course, who I'm, is it? I'm Trace gonna go, I'm gonna go. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Like if if the Bucks don't win this game, man. So I'll I'll just I'll just go with the Bucks because you got You got to win one of these, right? And it's the Cardinals. Their coach is now talking about he's tired of the he's he's tired of the BS and and people are like oh they're gonna fire him well if you fire him do you know how much money you still owe him and and Chris last night was talking to us Chris very knowledgeable gentleman too works with Bernie Fredo does the soccer stuff got me hyped up and got me prepared to be able to know what I was talking about with World Cup but he mentioned something to me yesterday and he said that the Arizona Cardinals franchise is just one of those franchises he named another franchise I just can't remember off the top of my head that don't like paying coaches that aren't there. They much rather just they much rather just deal with they much rather just deal with what's going on 
and 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 go from there, man. So they're not gonna fire now. If he walks away, I'm pretty sure they can recoup some money. or don't have to pay him, but I don't think he's gonna just walk away. But there are some rumors he's feeling that way. So this game tonight, man, I'm DVR and I'll, I'll I'll watch it once I wake up from my nap later tonight. But I, I'll go I'll go with the Bucks, I guess. Okay, who are you taking? I'm gonna go with the Bucks just because okay. mm-hmm. I mean you know whatever. Uh, exactly, it's, right? just, it, it's the truth. <laughs> and speaking of whatever, yeah. How did the Colts get another standalone Monday night football game tomorrow? Like, wow. like who yeah. who was putting together the schedule at the NFL? Uh. And by the way, we knew what the team was going to be. These schedules, don't, it's not college football. You don't put together the schedule 10 years ago. Andrew Luck wasn't the quarterback when he put together the schedule. Exactly. They played Pittsburgh a few weeks ago on Monday night. They play the Chargers tomorrow night on Monday night football. Um, I would say no secrets. I guess so. I say no secrets. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. I think they had a Sunday night game there a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. It's like Colts, by the way, uh, they are right now four, nine, and one. And you can't flex out Monday night because of travel no. and stuff. You know, you can only move it up and down on Sundays, but can't flex out on Monday night. By the way, speaking of the Chargers, we actually did get news earlier today that next Sunday's game was supposed to be Rams Chargers. It has been flexed out per Adam Schefter uh, for Ravens Steelers. That'll be next Sunday. Uh, but Chargers mm. tomorrow night, I assume you think that they're going to win. I mean, it would be very on brand for the Chargers to lose this one. Um, you know, with so much on the line, but I'll take the Chargers only because I think Justin Herbert will make a play or two to to change the game. Also, Eckler getting in the end zone, and you're starting to get his weapons back. Keenan Allen, uh, so, uh, Titan Everett, starting to get his weapons back. So I, I'll pick them tomorrow night. It is time for us to go. I want to thank the crew, producer Ethan, Chris, yes. and Iowa Sam Merry on Christmas, the boards. Everybody. Kevin Wired on an update. VJ, it's been fun, man. I appreciate uh, yeah. you. One hundred. Ephraim Salam, you, Martin Weiss are next. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 